0: <laughs> I met this six-year-old child With this blank,
1: pale, emotionless face And the blackest eyes I Like a doll's eyes I
0: love this town <laughs> Hello city
2: Hello, and welcome to City of Geek podcast. Uh, we are here in slightly different location on different microphones, I hopefully we sound all right. Uh, today we have myself, Bob. Cody. And we have a special guest, our first guest uh, so far in the uh, in our, I think this is our 10th episode. Yep. And uh, who are you, sir, and what do you do? Who's Whoa. your dad, the does he Duel? Do? <laughs> I'm Michael
1: Kehoe. My dad's Mike Kehoe,
2: so, <laughs> so there you go. And, uh... You, besides just being a friend of ours and a person who knows so much about movies, you actually uh, you are an actor and you work on different uh, small uh, productions, right? I am,
1: yeah, yeah. I've made a couple short films, a couple skits, and I've been in a couple commercials and a couple, a couple flicks here and there.
2: And uh, some stuff that played uh, at Bleedingham, run by our friend Langley West from the. Yeah, yeah. From the. <laughs> from from the the shit. Bonus, from the shit. From the, the shit. They are the shit. the bonus material. I was literally listening to bonus material today as they talked about, um. It's okay. But something just... like two years ago. Have you guys seen uh, Dave? Uh, have Made a Maid? If you haven't seen that, I highly yeah, recommend yeah. it. They just talked about warson Watterson on an, an old episode. and think caught up. But that's off-topic, so I'm going to move on Yeah, past- Bob. Yeah, I know, even though I made those notes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just... Uh, Kim is in New York doing New York things. And- in New York City. And Tony is doing whatever the hell Tony does. Uh, yeah. He's getting things figured out, and then jokes is he's in a hotel room, and he's listening to 30-year-old <laughs> pop music. Uh, uh, <laughs> we love you, Tony. Um... And then, uh, so a couple slight notes before we get into the topic at hand. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Oscars, which will be the upcoming Sunday from the time we record this. Today is Monday, um, and I'll hopefully have this up sometime this week. Uh, first to note, uh, we have a couple different things uh, continuing on the website. We do have the... The short take, which we've been putting up about every day or so. Yeah. Uh, a couple of reviews we've all uh, been working on. Um, I have my Elite Battle Angel review went up the other day, a video review on a YouTube channel, so check that out.
3: And I have a written one that's going to go up on the site probably tomorrow.
2: Good, good, good. good. And uh, yeah, happy death day to you up there. And also, I started my retrospective series of watching all of the series that came up on the 5th with Lego Movie upcoming is uh, the Pink Panther movies I just finished Pink Panther 2 today so uh, that that should be up March 5th and uh, Kim has her true crime uh, blog first episode of that was put up the other day Uh, and what do you have uh, ruined for us Uh, Cody
3: (laughs) oh for uh I've got for sure like I said the Elite Battle Angel review um I'm probably gonna start some of my reviews soon I did finally pick up that copy of 2012 Obama's America and I got some very, very nice detailed copies of Hil- Hillary's America, <laughs> thanks to a closing FYE. So we'll we'll go into that, and we'll bother Dinesh, on, Dinesh D'Souza on Twitter until he blocks me. So.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, coming up on the, hopefully in the 20th, i we'll the first episode of this, if not the 10th of next month. We're hitting on a Stephen King retrospective. Um, so we'll be starting with the introduction on the 20th, if not the 10th, and after that every about two weeks or so uh, chronologically for film and television. So we'll start with Carrie for the first show episode. Uh, all right, and then uh, news-wise, you don't have a lot of news of uh, things going on in our circle, but today Crypticon announced uh, Jonah Ray as the new host. As, uh, as the new host <laughs> As the new host of Crypticon. Um, new host, Crypticon. The, the new host of Mystery Science Theater 3000 will be the next guest, and this is very, very excited for me because I'm a lifelong fan of Mystery Science Theater and of bad movies, and to have him there is going to be amazing. Uh, any answer to that? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't love a good, bad
3: movie? Hence why that's, like, my entire thing. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed for that. I mean, they, they've got a really strong guest list this year. Shout out to Crypticon. I mean, Here's we, we love Crypticon.
2: Jonah Ray. Uh, Ray Wise. Ray Wise, Wise Dee Wallstone, uh, a bunch of people from The X-Files. Yeah, uh,
3: Mitch Pelegi from Shocker. Yeah, who's also from The X-Files. I am gonna no, 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 no. He is from Shocker. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. He is Horace Pinker from Shocker, goddammit. <laughs> I
2: haven't seen that in forever. There,
3: there is an alternate universe where there's seven shockers, and I want to find that universe <laughs> one day. It's right here for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is obscene, Bob. Thank you.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, today's topic is the is the 2019-18 the Oscars. I'm never quite sure exactly I, how, but I guess these are the years. I guess um, it's
3: technically, you know, I don't movies I know. Movies from
2: 2018. That we're for, talking about now we're talking about now in 2019. Um... There's a pretty good setup here. Uh, We have uh, some snubs, some things along the way that we'll be talking through. We're going to go through in order of the order of last year's ceremony. I was trying to find the list of this year's, if it's the same order. Um, If it is, it is. If it's not, it's not. Um, But we're going to go through that, um, talk about who we think will win, who we want to win, um, any snubs in that particular category, or just the Oscars in general. Um, but before we get in that, uh, you guys have any thoughts on the fact that there's no like real host this year and they're kind of just winging it, man. I hate Kevin Hart. So
3: seeing him get humiliated was kind of fun for me. I don't, I don't hate him on a personal level. I just think he's unfunny.
2: Um, do you know he's short? Yes.
1: Did you That's never that? been brought up. I don't you think know,
0: that's
2: I, ever been brought up. It's uh, kind of hard to tell. It kind of stands on box all the time, like Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, but you would never but he know. Doesn't run as fast. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you would never know he's short unless uh, someone told you that Kevin Hart is short.
3: I don't know, I feel like the Academy Awards really botched everything
1: about this. Like, I don't think anybody's happy with the no host thing. You know, I think it's actually, uh, I think it's actually better, because the host always feels like, you it, know when you're watching daytime TV and someone's like, hello, I'm I'm, I'm uh, charismatic. No. That's what the host feels like, and it always comes off as cheesy, and I'm like, look, I, I don't care about what you're about to say, or Sometimes you get some bad what, what feelings <laughs> you have about Tom Hanks, just, just yeah. get it, it, to the awards. I I've never care, especially, I think,
3: when they would have um, like I don't really care for like Ellen DeGeneres on that level you know I think she's funny but it's like also it's like I know you're just trying to sell me on Hollywood now you're not actually doing anything fun
2: it's sometimes a hard thing to do and I know that uh, a lot of times in this case they're actually cutting out a lot of the presenters as well um, trying to streamline things because for some reason they keep talking about making it shorter and dealing with uh, ratings like my thought there is, like, just do what you want to do. People watch it or not. This is, you know, Hollywood jacking itself off anyway. Oh, so my might God. as well just go full bore and do it and use both hands. <laughs> but the, uh... So that's, uh... They, I noticed there's jokes originally about, like, possibly them doing the Avengers instead as the as, uh, people there and, uh... But I, I think it's Make it slow. I think they should do
3: fucking, uh, fucking just have Josh Brolin dressed as Thanos do the entire <laughs> yeah. thing. and
2: every time he goes up there, he gets rid of half the half nominees. <laughs> All right, these two or no, these two or three are eliminated. <laughs> yeah. We just took Mary Poppins completely out of the hug mix.
1: <laughs> It'll just cut to Chris Evans each time. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> it's always Chris. Evans. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans wins everything. I'll be happy best pay. <laughs> Shatner doesn't win that you know that, that Infinity War pay it really really stands out <laughs> or the he just covers his beard <laughs> like an Avenger <laughs> what are you talking about Snowpiercer <laughs> well, I was, yeah, were,
2: uh, and then there's other some changes that they're talking about of uh, a best popular film that luckily they, they pulled back on one in a series of ideas that they had that we're gonna do and then people were like that's stupid don't do that
3: Like yeah they uh, post out on that hardcore I good. think that's their their thing this year, is pussing out on things. Yeah. I mean, I, they didn't even... I guess they could use, They could have nominated 10 films for Best Picture, and they only nominated 8. Next year sure it's going to be all of them. Yeah. be like, you're all winners in our <laughs> all book. All 600 of you. This is the
2: only way that Serenity will win an
0: Oscar. <laughs> or be nominated. Serenity deserves all the awards. <laughs> Serenity is this year's death of a
2: nation for me. <laughs> and we're already a month
3: in. We are only... I, I don't think anything could top a naked Matthew McConaughey joyfully swimming towards a child.
1: tell me your little one. I'm just going to hug you. <laughs> Pretty
3: much.
2: Pretty okay, much. Look at my butt. <laughs> that, that, have you seen Serenity? No, I
3: really yeah, want you, to. you
1: to see it. Yeah.
2: It is an experience.
3: Yes.
1: I really want Matthew McConaughey to play a white supremacist so he can <laughs> say the line, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, would have
3: been he would have been right at home in uh, fucking Black claims.
2: <laughs> yeah, know I Judah dress here. So um, so going into the actual ceremony and everything is happening there. Uh, so we might as well just jump in and start talking about our thoughts. Uh, so first up, the first nomination is for actor in supporting role, uh, which I'm gonna go and read those uh, read those off. That way, we're all on the same same page. Okay. Um, so we have uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. Uh, Gentlemen? Uh, Okay. Uh, The only one I haven't seen the performance of is uh, Richard Grant. This is the only one I haven't seen of
3: these Yeah. Um, This is a hard one. I really like Adam Driver's performance in Black Klansman. I thought he was a really strong, kind of straight man for that. I thought that was really good. I thought he did a really good job portraying that. Um... Mashallah? Mashallah Ali?
2: Yeah, I'll just say, I'll say Ali because I'm, I'm bad at names and I feel bad. I've I, I, he... I just found really like regular names like, except Stove, my name's Steve. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I thought he was great in
3: Green Book. Um, I think Green Book definitely had some problems with it. Yeah,
2: which we can talk about when it gets to um, the wider I category. But I thought
3: he was the one of the really, really, really strong pieces of it. Um, Sam Rockwell. He was really good as W. I think they should do a movie with him as W. Because he he really fucking pulled that shit. Yeah, off. I haven't
2: seen Josh Brolin as W. But I, but yeah, I, was, I,
1: it's the same as Thanos. My only
2: issue really with uh with Sam Rockwell is a lot of times I saw Rockwell doing an impersonation. But for someone as big as Bush is, it's kind of hard not to be an impersonation. Like no matter yeah. what you do, it's gonna excuse me, it's gonna be one. Um, my pick, Sam Elliott, though. I oh it's just Star
3: yeah. is born the other night. You you can't not. He he just fucking like steals every scene he's in he's it's just the relationship between him and bradley cooper you know they do such a great job and that character is su- gets it's got a lot to it he's only in
2: like five scenes that he makes them oh. like the scenery is backing out have we all seen it yeah okay yeah. the scene when he's backing out of that driveway and it's like you just see it in his eyes yeah. like that sequence alone no no words just kind of backing out like looking at the camera yeah that that was enough to kind of set it for. Sort of, for me, it's a kind of a tie between him and and uh, Adam Driver, because um, Adam Driver really, really like stole that movie. I feel bad to say that he stole a movie away from um, from John Washington, but he really did. Yeah. Kind of became more of the lead in my I eyes.
1: I think the supporting cast is better than the leading cast. I think the lead, like with the leads, there's not a lot of people that I was like, yeah, you deserve it. I think supporting, you know, you have Adam Driver. You have Sam Rockwell, you have Marshall Ali. You have a lot of really good talent there. And I think uh, I think for me I would still have to give it to um, Sam there. Just because he, he does yeah, bring I mean, it home. He carries he carries the emotional weight that Bradley Cooper kinda of sheds off so that he could be who he is. He, yeah. He holds that he holds the emotional weight so that Bradley Cooper doesn't have to in those moments where it's harder and I think he does a great job with it.
2: Okay. And, uh, do you think he'll he'll win it though?
1: Um I don't think so i think it'll probably either go to uh Marshalla or um adam driver
2: yeah i'm, I'm thinking they're going to give it to, uh, to, uh, I to th- ali i think they're gonna give it i don't to know ali he got too. it a couple years ago for moonlight but i think it's one of those things where he did an absolutely fantastic job as dr shirley like oh, yeah. um and you know the actual issues i have with the film which you we'll could talk about later which is dr shirley's treatment's one of those um but he yeah the, i thought it, he really the thing really killed it there
3: il- um, illustrates as like he should have been more than a supporting yeah, character
2: exactly if, and that's that's my sole that That's uh, my main issue there. It should have been his movie with, with Tony as the side it, character. Exactly. Um, and he should it should have been reversed. But instead, since Tony's son wrote the movie, now, of course, it's it's the you know it's the uh, I, yeah you to be racist until I met this one black guy. Now
1: I'm not. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of like the, those '90s movies where we're like, hey, I'm gonna teach you kids how to dance. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I love <laughs> black people now. Yeah. yeah. Or Pretty it was much. the showgirls. Everyone
2: yeah. got and <laughs> shit. <laughs> but. Um, And that's the thing with, like, and I wish we could explore his character more because he has that scene in the rain where he's talking about I don't fit in with anything. Like, if I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm not straight, I'm not gay, who am I? That should have... I thought that was more of the interesting character, and that's, like, the one time it's really shown on in that way. I didn't... I wanted to expand more from that that segment and expand him into his own thing from that. Uh, But I think he's going to get it, but I would actually... I would lean on Elliot or Driver as the... as my personal pick. I think Driver yeah. did, like Driver was in more of the movie and had more to kind of focus in on, I guess. In that way, maybe uh, Steve Buscemi's brother. Maybe <laughs> uh, spent the entire time thinking like Steve Buscemi's a lot of makeup on. <laughs> it was like no, it's not Steve. It's it's uh, other Buscemi. Buscemi too. Too Buscemi too furious. <laughs> I'd watch that. Fuck me too. Um, and then so next uh, next up was a makeup and hairstyling. Suicide um, Squad. We, I cannot believe Suicide Squad has a fucking Oscar. Uh, oh, yeah, it did win for it that. Won, yeah. It won, yeah. It won over, what, like Star Wars and shit, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: but Star Wars didn't have Croc, you know. Yeah.
2: The, <laughs> uh, the three nominees here are Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Vice is the only of those three I've seen, so that's it Same. wins for me by uh, default. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to be hard to justify not
3: giving that shit to Vice. Because I mean, look at how fucking Christian Bale looks like Dick Cheney.
2: Yeah, sometimes I'd actually forget it was him until i look him in the yeah. eyes and be like, oh, that's Christian Bale. Yeah, that is Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Across even like from the 60s to until now, yeah. like, each of those looks did look completely different and also felt like, felt right, it's not like the same thing, but now aged up a little bit. And yeah, same thing with uh, Amy Adams and everyone else we see throughout uh, yeah. the way. Lily Rabe. Yeah, she, um, as things changed for, for each of them, you really got that. Also, whoever they got to play Condoleezza Rice... Look, I thought it was Gondolier.
1: I, <laughs> I thought, she, <laughs> I was like, you I thought so it was Gondi. Like, did they actually pull Gandhi for this? She's like, all right, the I'll o- do one movie. I think the only
3: person in that movie who felt out of place to me was fucking Tyler Perry as Golden Bell. <laughs> Ouch. I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, even Steve Carell was believable
2: enough as Rumsfeld. I kind of saw Michael Scott, <laughs> to be
3: yeah, honest. He was believable enough, because you think his Rumsfeld is kind of a scumbag like that. Yeah. But, like, fucking, I'm like, oh, man, I don't like to think about Medea when you're on screen.
1: <laughs> Hello, president.
0: <laughs>
3: Bob's going to go see the last Medea movie. No, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them, and I'm going to keep it Medea's, like,
1: the new Ernest, you know? It's <laughs> Medea scared stupid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's two of those. <laughs> Ernest
2: yeah. and uh, one of those. But, uh, I haven't seen Border, but I know, like, the main character had, like, makeup is, like, a lot to that. I don't know if there's anyone else outside of him in that. Did you see Border? I, I
1: haven't seen it, but I I feel like with Vice, the makeup enhances the story. With Mary Queen of Scots and, and Border, I don't know if it does. Mary Queen of Scots is obviously a period piece, but I think Vice, it really does sell those moments in time a little bit more to have that, and so I think that's a, that's a solid win for them if they get that. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that
2: really worked for them in that case, where everything... Excuse me, I get a little bit of a little bit of a burpee there. I'm a <laughs> <itched>. <laughs> the um, and then it's gonna be on camera too. So, oh, not on camera on, on microphone. Um, and then so I, I think I'm half afraid they're gonna give it to Mary Queen of Scots because they like to give it to period pieces in that way. It's like. Good. He's put a lot of makeup on Margot Robbie and yeah. uh, Cersei Ronan. Well, I mean, if they
3: were gonna give it to a period piece, should have fucking given it to the uh, to the favorite. Yeah, that had some Which, damn good costumes.
2: Yeah, but that's costumes. This is this makeup though. makeup? makeup. Well, same thing. But it's nominated for costuming. But we'll get there as, as the time move, moves. I can't through. believe
3: the, those are two separate categories. Uh, this should be, I think, because and I think, I think funny they... about this
2: this categories. It's it was made for American Horror in London. It's made for special effect makeup, and over the time, it's kind of well that that's what Vice is, but over time it's been a lot of just makeup or just subtle changes. Like I know Frida won in 2002 over, um, over the two towers because they were saving up all the Lord of the Rings <laughs> wins until the next year. Uh, but it's like, how the heck did Frida win? <laughs> I haven't seen Frida, so I can't really judge on that, but it didn't seem like there was, it's yeah. It's makeup, could there, like, hike, yeah. You put a unibrow on Selma Hayek. It's not, or tell her not to Uh,
0: so yeah, it's not just our entire thing. Frida audience. <laughs>
1: Um, but we gain back from Dust Till Dawn audience. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: so next up is actually costume design <laughs> funny enough. Perfect. Which is the uh, let me pull that up there. Uh, I did tell you it's written on a different page just so I am just pull this up in my tablet. So we have uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, didn't Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins returns and Mary Queen of Scots. So we have Mary Ann and uh, the favorite there, which uh, funny enough that uh, the favorite and Mary Queen, no, Mary Queen, Mary Mary Poppins Returns and the favorite do have the same nominee, Sandy Powell, um, getting the nomination. So she gets split either way. So that's pretty cool for her. Uh, Thoughts, gentlemen?
1: You know, for costume, I, I would actually give it to the Ballad of Buster Scruggs just because. With The Favourite and with uh, Mary Queen of Scots, which isn't in there, but Mary Poppins. It's one look, Who whereas is in there? Um, with Ballad of Buster Scruggs, you have many different... Styles of Western being missioned to one with the first one being kind of a Buster Keaton tile style Western, and so you have costumes that kind of reflect that until you go into a very serious kind of True Grit style it gets Western. Darker is it, yeah, moves and, and the costumes kind of reflect that. Where if it's like you know you're going to be in a fun campy Western, and you know if you're going to be in a real Western, I and mean, I think the costumes in that movie really sell that.
2: And I would absolutely agree with that. Like I was thinking Tom Waits costume in the uh, in the gold digging one, right, um, and then or the all the people you know in the end, it just kind of sets the tone with the way they're close with it. Exactly. And the people in the skate us are all dressed darker and then we get, you know, the, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Nelson Riley Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake, yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Nelson Riley. <laughs> <laughs> it's his center square. Uh, his, uh his like, over the top, you know, comic. Very John yeah. Wayne, mocking <laughs> type of all white, um, yeah. It reminded me of,
1: uh, marty mcfly and uh, back <laughs> to future three you know when he out it's there, like what people think westerns yeah. look like based off of the john wayne movies we're like all right well i gotta press my suit <laughs> but i think they're actually gonna I, I think the winner here is going to
2: be for the oscars itself is going to be black panther uh, yeah. because we do have a wide variety of costuming from area we don't see a lot of costuming from, yeah. especially costuming treated seriously uh from uh brought in a lot of things from all over the place to make it afro central uh of course, we're talking about all three white guys. Uh, uh, and after Central, hey, I'm half coming. Mexican. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, costuming, and so we do have a wide variety there, too, as we have in uh, Buster Scruggs, and I think the the note that's been given to Black Panther's costuming throughout the year, not just his costume, but of everyone in Wakanda. Well, Nat, and
1: and you you certainly see a style change just outside of that movie and that, that style kind of coming into the pop culture. Um, so I think if it goes to Black Panther, that's not... It's not a loss to Buster Scruggs. I think Black Panther totally earns it on that level.
3: Yeah, Black Panther is my pick on that one. Just because I, yeah, as much as the favorite did a really great job with some of their their period pieces. I mean, come on, the Black Panther had so many different looks that they had to do, and you know, you know, they made the the, the Black Panther costume itself look really really good. You know, all of the Wakandan tribes had their very distinct look that was, I thought I thought it was very striking. You know, you you had a lot to do there I think they knocked it out of the park
2: yeah I think it really came off uh, well I, I I would like Buster Scruggs to win it but I think it's going to be uh, Black Panther uh, favorites was great though the, but it is kind of wrote period piece in many ways yeah and period uh, pieces
1: you can only do like, so much with them and, and you and have history books to look at right. you know, and it's like oh, okay I just recreated
2: this that's nothing to say that people there do a great job because there's so many costumes in the movie and they're so detailed and so intricate and um, yeah Mary Poppins Returns is nothing Fuck like that. Um, they got they stole the Haley Atwell's costume through on Mary Poppins called it a day. <laughs> um, and then uh, so next up is we went through these pretty quickly which is cool. Maybe we can talk about the Razzies if we have time. <laughs> oh, I know I was waiting waiting for Cody to bring up the Razzies.
3: Actually, I was, so I was, was going to be like you know first of all we're not even talking about the correct
2: one. I was told we were talking about the Razzies. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think it's actually picking up our voices really well, but hopefully I'll just listen to it later and try to figure it out. Uh, but uh, so I do apologize to anyone listening. Like, God, the sound quality is awful. Like, sorry guys, we didn't have a chance to work everything. Kim uh, took her microphone with
3: her, yeah. and we're all whispering. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just not to wake up my wife We're doing stuff at two o'clock in the morning. Now again. Um, so next up is documentary feature, which has a uh, couple really cool things and then one big ass nub. Uh, so the things that w- the things that are nominated are free solo. Hail Country this morning, this evening. Winding the Gap of Fathers and Sons and RBG. Notable not there is Won't Death You Be My nation. Neighbor. Okay. <laughs> won't You Be My Neighbor. <laughs> and actually, uh, and uh, because they didn't have a week wrong run beforehand, maybe it could dominate next year. It would be um, They Should Not Grow Old. Two things I think that definitely out anything that's on here not not to say that free solo isn't great I've only seen free solo and RBG I haven't seen the other three though I know Minding the gap is on Hulu
3: I want to see RBG yeah. and free solo but I actually haven't seen any other documentaries uh, neither I I stick to real documentaries like death of a nation
2: Bob
1: <laughs> that's a and, fiction story and dummy Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about
2: the mean. Trump prophecies is that or is that a film thing
0: that's a film thing oh, okay the, the, the
3: Trump prophecies is a, a very, very damaged man seeing a god
2: orb that tells him Donald Trump's going to be president. Oh, okay. So yeah, definitely fiction. Yeah. Uh, so have you guys seen any of the, the entries there? Or? No. I have,
1: unfortunately not.
2: So this is just the just Bob category. <laughs> uh, so on that note, of what's here, Free Solo, I think, is easily the best. Um, of course, I've seen two of the five um, because Hail Country and uh, Fathers and Sons, I don't know where, where they're at. They weren't there when I looked for them, and I haven't followed up to see if they're actually streaming anywhere now. I was intending to watch Mind the Gap uh but I did not get to it over time unfortunately but Free Solo is like oh it just dropped it, it's a uh, if he isn't my what it is I do have a review on the website so you go check it out but um Alex Honen, uh, Honnold um free pre-climbed free Yosemite's uh, El Capitan a couple years ago and it's about him doing that and it's not only is it a great story of how he does this and what type of person would do this because it's not just the climb um, it's shot in such a way that, like, just, like, drops your stomach out as you're watching it. And it's, it's tense as hell. You know he survives, because obviously he did. Um, but you still, like, just still grip in the edge of your seat. And I suggest if you get a chance to watch it as big as you can, because it's been occasionally playing in IMAX again, playing at movie theaters. Um, and it played at Mike and I's theaters, respectively, because we both worked for Regal, and um, which <coughs> it was selling out for the entire time I was there. Um, and it went back into IMAX, like, last week, for, like, a week run um seeing it so it's just you and the screen is just Jesus um but go check out but rbgs is good I think it's a little navel gazing at times um it really puts her on a pedestal and that's what's it's really it's about it's not about like taking her down or breaking a whole portrait of rbg it's so this movement is amazing and right now kind of sucks so here's a really positive person in our government and that's essentially what it's for what It's made for and for that it works really well um I think that one might I think the winner actually might be some, one of the other ones I haven't seen. Knowing the way that the descend to go, but I'd go for Free Solo, honestly. I, I kind of
3: hope R B G wins because they will be a freak out. Oh yes,
2: then <laughs> there'll be a liberal media. The damn liberals. <laughs> uh, next up is a sound editing, in which we I've seen four of the five in this case, I believe. Uh, we have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Aroma. Um, the next category after this is also sound mixing which i'm going honestly i don't know a lot about what the difference is i know every year's articles saying what these are and i read them and i forget i feel bad as a film person not getting them straight in my head and i feel really bad um so i'm gonna put them together because they're about the same same things here so uh sound mixing is almost the same but a little bit different we have black panther bohemian rhapsody first man roma and a star is born so one of the titles gets changed out and the two of those uh, so we just talk about sound generally, I guess, of how that works. Um,
1: I think, you know, it's uh, it's kind of an off choice, but I think A Quiet Place is a and First Man are two movies that do very similar things where sound is very important, especially with A Quiet Place where sound is so crucial to the movie um, that it becomes a character of its own and, and helps tell the story of this family. Um, but I think First Man, I think it edges out just a little bit more for me because that sound not only does it add into the movie, but it adds tension into the movie. The scene where Ryan Gosling's in that tanker and you just hear the rattling of all the bulbs and you feel like you're part of that moment. And I think... That is something that that sold me on that movie instantly was that scene. See
2: I haven't seen First Man. Yeah. I actually got it from Netflix the other day. It's, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So su- so anyone I haven't seen out of both those categories, space. I don't
3: support <laughs> the fake moon landing. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Kubrick ending. <laughs> the Kubrick <Yeah. laughs> um, well, Stanley Kubrick wanted to
2: be they they hired him to do it, but he's such a perfectionist they actually had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh good, I got sound again. So I had to turn this up really. So it was down really low. <laughs> the volume. was Good, down it's on low. the shitty ones anyway, so we're fine.
3: <laughs> um, I guess for like, um, look, Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't fucking deserve it because basically it's just them playing Queen songs. I mean, like, I could do that.
1: that that's karaoke, the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, in a way.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Um, Black Panther, I thought, was pretty good. But, you know, it had a pretty typical Marvel score,
2: except, you know, they did a really good job. But score something later. This is the way sound effects and everything flows together. and like Yeah,
3: still pretty good. You know, it was definitely, I thought, very well put together. I mean, I was in the the back of the theater when I saw Black Panther. You could still kind of feel the sound coming out. I wouldn't quite put it above... um, I thought Roma actually had really yeah, good sound. Roma had too.
2: amazing sound. Like I think sound editing is, but more of like the actual whole, the whole of the sound, everything yeah. comes together. And I, how, I would actually and I think sound mixing is more of like how it actually sounds in surround sound or something like that. I, don't know. <laughs> I would, I
3: would actually give both to Roma because yeah. I, 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 you know, I'll get in more into my thoughts of Roma later, but um, I, I thought I did a really good job of just portraying a life back in that time period, yeah. and including the sound, it's like you, you hear the riots in the distance, you hear the. Just in your everyday things happening, I, I thought that Roma really just did a great job. I I, yeah. I would give Roma's qu-
2: definitely that's a very huge part of Roma is is the sound design of yeah. that.
3: And then you know, Quiet Place for sure. You know. That one, I kind of feel like a like a pity invite, though. That enough <laughs> if people, we don't
2: know the thing about sound
3: into this. Yeah, they, they were like, oh, well, people are going to bitch
1: about it, so let's just put it there. But, you know, and then you have the flip side of that of a movie that did A Quiet Place wrong, Bird Box. I haven't seen and that. And so. when the sound is done incorrectly, it just doesn't work. And so I think the sound is really important to A Quiet Place, but I think... For me, first man takes it out just a little bit more. As much as I loved Roma, I can totally expect my favorite movie of the year. And Star
3: is born was fine. Yeah, Star yeah. is born. I, yeah, the, the contrast scene sounded
2: great compared to the uh, the, live music the way the live uh, along with the this the way that people personal interactions like mm-hmm. the smaller scenes were just as you know sound driven. Um, but it's yeah, Squire nice yeah, so place is you- great for that. Like I was gonna say that when we saw it. Uh, in the theater it's really cool to have an actual audience shut the hell up uh, so much so that like, every little noise you can hear and people were actually kind of not switching each other for being like loud noise more of, like I opened my well no one switched me for this but like, I was really careful opening my water <laughs> so like it's going to make a little bubbling sound but then at one point when the baby cried this woman behind me goes shh oh it's a movie <laughs> and then I thought it was like thought it was an extra sound but like it was just it was so quiet like, and that's really cool that I think that The way that the movie is made and the way the sound design from the beginning says, please watch it this way. You should watch every movie that way. But that's besides the point. Um, Tell it to my Happy Death Day 2 audience. (laughs) Uh, Um, Now, the proper way to watch
1: A Quiet Place is with a very loud bag of Lay's chips. (laughs) That movie resulted in everyone eating their snacks at the same time. Like, fuck, yeah. oh, the monsters are eating. Come on, <laughs> eat the <laughs> popcorn. Right, we're, at, we're at the waterfall. We're, we <laughs> have yeah. sound in the
2: movie right now. So, like, watching the artists and, like, they're, they're talking. Or like, that uh, But I'm going to... Yeah, I think that First Man is likely to win one of them and Roma win the other. I don't know if they'll get the same... I don't both. think they would probably do both, but, uh, I um, can't, I didn't look up to see what the history was and how often do because usually the same movies are nominated for both the categories. First
3: Man will get something, and I think that's, this might be something. Yeah.
2: And hopefully I'll get a chance to watch it between here and there. Like, I do have it downstairs, that arrived the other day, I just had a chance to put it in, um, as I watched another Pink Panther <laughs> movie instead. <laughs> but I could half ignore that. Uh, First Man, I want to sit down and, like, just get into, um... But that's both their sound categories. Wait, in the
3: while you're looking up the next category, yeah. in the Pink Panther, there is still that... Uh, there is a scene where he has Viagra with Beyoncé, correct? Yes, in the first movie. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 first,
2: the first Steve Martin movie. And like, the I just wanted to make sure years. I was remembering things no, right. No, it's in there. My little blue pin. <laughs> On my Which actually is an interesting bit there. Uh, next up is uh, production design. Always a fun category. Usually there's one movie in that category where I'm like, if that doesn't get it, I don't know what I'm just gonna burn down the academy. Thought that last year, Shape of Water, and it's like if Shape of Water doesn't win anything but product, if it wins anything, let it be production design. One Best Picture, thank God. <laughs> but still, the um, uh, but production design like something that is so important to to the film itself. Of, like, it sets the tone just from you know, shot one. Um, Shape of Water should have won because it finally, finally, finally
3: gave me my fetish. Oh Jones' butt. No, no, a no, fucking. Creature from the Black Lagoon. No,
2: I'm sorry, <laughs> Del Toro was happy. i watched the game yeah. movie again last week, and it holds up. It's still so pretty. Um, so the winner, so the nominations here, not the winner. We don't know the winner. I don't. That's why well, I was I, announcing it here. He got the, the list. <laughs> is, uh, the production design is up to Black Panther, the favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins returns in Aroma.
3: Man, yeah, fuck. That's, that's a
2: that's a that's a stacked list. Well, except for Mary Poppins, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I did have an interesting design, but nowhere near these other other ones. I didn't like Mary Poppins, but that's I'm, no- I'm trying. I I'm try trying not to some of the movies I don't like. I'm trying not to. Well, I liked all the rest of these, but I'm trying, trying to like reflect for Mary Poppins how much I didn't like it onto
1: its actual categories because its production design was fine. The movie itself sucked. <laughs> You know, honestly, I can see Black Panther taking this one again, because like you said with the costumes, I mean, you really get immersed into that world almost immediately. <laughs> they and-
3: brought Wakanda to life, which was kind of my worry in the movie. Right. Then I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna do that? I mean, it's Marvel. They haven't had too many fuck-ups. But it's also like, eh, it's, it's gonna be interesting, because, I mean, you gotta walk a fine line on that. You gotta... Yeah. That's an Wakanda a
2: fine line? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, my only issue with maybe Black Panther for this category is that a lot of the production is, not not, not to poop with CG, but a lot of, a the, lot the, of the building it is of Wakanda is CG sets, a lot of that is building around green screens, blue screens, whatever you want to use, and some of the other ones are more practical, uh, like Roma's, like, how much it gets into that world, or if, if it the were... favorite's favorite my personal choice here, because uh, just that world of Queen Anne, and then the Lighting isn't a thing here, but if I'm gonna put lighting mixed yeah. in something, I'd put a production design because that was filmed. It seemed like if it wasn't filmed that way, it seemed like it was filmed with natural light, or candlelight, or you know non-plug-in sources. Light. Yeah. yeah, and I, I'd give that a lot to the feel of of that world of Queen Anne's realm. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, honestly, that would be my personal choice too. Oh, yeah. I, lost, I Lost a Favorite the other night. I really, really liked it. Um, and it really does immerse you in that world. It's a movie where I necessarily didn't think I was going to like it, but I watched it because I, I wanted to watch everything for the podcast and I fucking liked it and I don't regret that I spent 15 goddamn dollars on it. Um, (laughs) I ran out of (laughs) A-lists? Oh, oh, well, I couldn't have gone and seen it. It was only playing at Seattle 10. And by the time I parked and paid for that, I'm like, you know what, I could just go home and buy it for $15 and come back and watch it.
2: Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I see what you did. Yeah, so I thought that we went to see the shorts, which we'll get to the shorts, but I saw that um, the parking fees were the same as like, you seeing the movie here, but I decided to, to see them big and, and enjoy it in that way and see think of it with the crowd. Uh, so... N- Next year, I'm just going to fucking A-list it up because I don't want to have to spend $40 all <laughs> at once to get, a, <laughs> get ready for this shit again. The, um, and then, uh, so, Michael, we you Walked over you that one. <laughs> What's that? We totally like walked over you for your for your thoughts and. Oh no no no! no that's,
1: I think the favorite is a is a good win. Um, I think Black Panther might take it because it's the popular one. Um, but yeah, I just,
3: just watch Mary
1: Poppins win just, it. Just yeah, it's like what? <laughs> Put Black Panther and the Mary Poppins. <laughs> it's
2: like yeah, I don't think Mary Poppins is deserved
1: this, <laughs> but I think Mary Poppins is skating by slowly on nostalgia. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: and I think it did for a lot of people liking the movie, right? Um,
1: I think a lot, like, it's funny,
2: like, I, I gave my, my, my essentially scathing review, and then other reviews I read, like, on Reddit, as people putting up their thoughts, like, say essentially the same thing, because they really liked it, because it was Mary Poppins, if they were afraid to not like it, like, uh, I think a lot of people did that for, um, Fantastic Beasts 2, <laughs> though people were easier to slam that, uh, which is good, because the movie sucked, but, um, and my full thoughts on that are online, so it's not just saying the movie sucks, and leave it at that, because I hate when people do it, uh, but a lot of people are like, oh, it's Harry Potter, so I like like, liked it. But it had these giant issues. It's like, then you have these issues. Right. You can yeah. give a Harry Potter movie a D. That's <laughs> you, it's I, okay yeah. not to like Mary Poppins. If you if you are the biggest Disney... That's oh, how like, I was about Guardians of the Galaxy
3: 2. I loved Guardians 1. I didn't care for Guardians 2. Oh, I really liked 2, but... It That's was it was a solid C for me.
1: That's the way I felt with the Mummy as I like sat through the whole movie and I was like, this is this is good, right? And everyone's like, no. I was like, I know, but it should the Tom be. Cruise one? Yeah. We don't talk about
2: the Tom
0: Cruise
1: one. This because kidding. it should that should have been a home run every time I see that movie. Why would you cover up practical effects with CG like that? That blows my mind. I
3: got a poster of that because I was a, I was a VIP platinum at CryptoCon and I just left it sitting on a desk. <laughs> and so I'm like, nope because oh, it came out yeah, the other month after. Like the drama. scene in
1: space where Simon Pegg just burns all the Star Wars stuff <laughs> after like, he done. sees Phantom Menace. <laughs> go. Ah, fuck!
2: This fandom is done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so seems like the consensus here is that Black Panther might get it, but the favorite probably deserves it. Uh, so the favorite is wins the it. favorite. Yes, I felt. I feel we were like talking to work people. I was like, "What do you think of favorites?" One well, of my favorites of last year. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, I gave it like 19th place, but I really probably should put it higher up. But then the 1 through 18 were all really fantastic films. Uh, so the top end of movies was really hard to pick. Uh, so now we move on to foreign language feature. Actually, moving through is a lot f- faster faster, than I expected. So That's a different award ceremony. <laughs> the, uh, they had that one. It's in Los Angeles, I think. Uh, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so foreign language is uh, Capernaum from Lebanon, uh, directed by Nadine Labaki. Le- Le- uh, Cold War from Poland, directed by Powell Um Never Look Away from Germany, directed by Florian Henrik von something-something. It's really long, it gets off here, and I'm, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, Roma from Mexico, directed by Alonzo Curion. Alfonso Carrion. Um And then Shoplifters from Japan, uh, directed by Hiroko Hikaru uh, Kureida. Um, I've only seen Roma and Cold War from, the, from that
1: set. Um, so Roma wins by default for me. <laughs> yes, it would seem. Roma would probably, even if I saw the other ones, it was just such a gorgeous movie through and through that and it was, it's hard for me to not put it at the top of my list. Yeah, and that was
3: a movie that I you know, watched because I kind of felt like I had to for this podcast, and I actually really wound up liking it. It was hard to, for me to kind of get into it. I'm not exactly the biggest fan. Fan of subtitled films, uh, but I really do like heathen. That. I know <laughs> you unwashed mass, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, it's like I want to be. It's like sometimes I just I, I'll put on a movie and I'll like close my eyes a bit, and the next thing you know, you wake up <laughs> It's like an Alita battle angel and you don't know what the fuck's going on. To write for Alita, it's a lot of mess.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, I didn't realize you were asleep until we heard a snoring. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. yeah, I was like past that. I, I missed a good 20 minutes of it.
1: That was all plot.
2: <laughs> he missed a lot of the burger balls. He didn't miss them much. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I've only seen... I've, I'm the only one seen Cold War. I do recommend Cold War a lot. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic film. Um, and since I'm not giving... I w- I'll I'm either go for Cold War or Roma. Uh, it kind of depends on how we take Roma for the best picture, because it's nominated for best picture as well. Um, and there's a very... I think it's very... Getting ahead for that, I think it's a very high probability that might get that. So I'm curious of, like, I think if Roma wins Best Foreign Language fi- Picture, that means it didn't win the other one.
1: <laughs> I think it's going to win Best Foreign Language because yeah. I don't think the Academy wants to give a Netflix movie a Best uh, that too. best Feature. I
2: think it's a lock for this, so Yeah, for that whole reason. And that way people will be like, oh, I can vote for Roma here and then leave my vote open for... Best yeah, picture.
1: I I honestly think they're gonna snub Roma for Best Picture, even though it 100 100 deserves it. I know mm-hmm. they have their. Oh, it was on Netflix. Yeah. That's why we're not showing it the Best Picture show <laughs> at, at AMC or at Regal. Right, and so I think it's just gonna sit on the wayside for Best. Oh wait, picture. they didn't they didn't play it during the no. Yeah. The, was bo- both Regal, AMC,
2: that. and uh, I think Cinemark are all refusing to show Roma.
1: well oh, that's some bullshit.
2: Yeah, but it is playing like uh, you know in the Seattle area. It's playing right now at the Arc Lodge, and it played for a lot, for like two at weeks crest. at uh, at crest, and also played at Cinerama,
0: which
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> would have been amazing to see at Cinerama. Just oh yeah, because simply talking about the sound design, I would love to see that, hear that sound, <laughs> hear, see that sound, uh, hear that sound at, at Cinerama. I think I, it would have been. I amazing. would have enjoyed. I did watch it. I watched it at, at, on Netflix. So.
3: Also, seeing the dude uh, do the do the naked
2: uh, <laughs> karate, do the naked karate <laughs> on the big screen let's East, oh, get Easter Promises released on that uh, some on, uh, bathroom <laughs> we're just gonna cut that together
1: and make the weirdest karate kid movie ever fuck I would watch it naked
2: <laughs> karate the movie uh, but I've heard good things about the other ones like I've heard amazing amazing things about shoplifters more, uh, more than I have the other two uh, but the other honestly Roma and Cold War the only of those five I was actually kind of interested in seeing uh, if these weren't nominated for anything I probably wouldn't have i'll probably won't get i probably eventually will try and catch the other ones um i think shoplifters might come out this week on um video on demand i know uh tomorrow it's going back i know tomorrow can you ever forgive me is rentable on amazon so i will watch that between here and there so i'll fill in that fifth for best supporting actor and then a couple other things that's nominated for coming up uh never look away i've seen the show for a couple of times and it doesn't seem like my my picture <laughs> um but I'll probably check it out since so it does have two nominations because it has one coming up here, too. Uh, so it seems like Roma might be our winner here, though I do recommend Cold War. Amazing. I think it's an amazing film, and it looks great, which we'll get to later when it gets cinematography. Um, and I, I highly recommend that as well. Uh, next up is Actress in a Supporting Role, uh, which has a really interesting lineup as well. Um, Sorry. We have Amy Adams for Vice, uh, playing Lynn Cheney. Uh... Marina de Tavira uh, for Roma. Regina King for If Beale Street Can Talk. Emma Stone for The Favorite. And then Rachel Weisz for The Favorite. Uh, so we got two, two oh, from The Favorite. And that's like Well, they did that for uh, Golden Globes as well, splitting that vote. But, uh, gentlemen?
3: I have only haven't seen Beale Street. Was that the mom in that?
2: Uh, yeah, it was, um, I believe so. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, for me... Amy Adams is probably my pick here. I guess she really did capture that hateable aspect of Lynn Cheney. <laughs> Lynn Cheney is an awful person. As all the Cheneys are. Oh, all of them <laughs> are. Except
2: maybe the, one of the daughters. Yeah, maybe Allison Pills.
3: Yeah. Maybe Allison yeah. Pill, but we don't even really know that for sure. Uh, like, Lynn Cheney is just a detestable person. And Amy Adams is very likable. So the fact that she was able to pull that off, it, that gives me some respect for and her.
2: You can see everything playing in her brain through her eyes, oh, and that yeah. of how she plays every scene. Like how can she's shouldn't... going across Wyoming uh, when he's down from yet another heart attack. Yep, it's it's masterful. Yes, um, and then every uh, how she reacts to everything is, is great. Of course, yeah, the supporting role. Um,
1: Michael, uh, you know, I don't really have that many strong opinions on this one. I really like the mom in Roma. I thought she did a uh, did a fantastic job of bringing humility. Um, to a character that's more or less just kind of a shadow in this woman's life, and you really do get to feel what she's feeling going through, just kind of on the sidelines. And I really appreciate that. But I think that's more of a testament to Alfonso Cuarón's writing than it is to her acting, which mm. was wasn't bad. It just wasn't it, you know it wasn't anything memorable. Um, yeah, and, that's that's
3: kind of my feelings on it. It's like I had to like look at the picture and I'm like that. Oh, it's okay. That's the mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like she doesn't really leave too much of a f- imprint on there. You know, and, and the favorites going to split their votes, so and
2: they're not going right. to. Yeah. one's going to win that. <laughs> I shit. I think like a lot of times for, for the mom in Roma, I think could have been a lot of different actresses. Like, yeah, I, I don't feel the performance would have been all that different with someone else in that spot. Right, and not I have to think... say she didn't do a good job. She did, uh, but also, yeah, it comes down to the writing and directing right. in that case more than her. Um, and that's what kind of leads me to say that I think Regina King is my pick here. Um, I think she might win. She did win the Golden Globe uh, for the same role, and she absolutely steals the movie. Uh, for Bill, if you guys, I know you haven't seen Bill Street, but have you seen Bill Street? I haven't yet. Um, Heard it's good. Yeah, she just, she just picked up and ran with it. Uh, she's really strong in the beginning, and then has less to do as the movie goes along. But she just absolutely kills it. I think I would give it to Christopher Plummer for Kevin <laughs> Spacey. <laughs> yes, Christopher Plummer replacing. <laughs> Christopher Palmer for both Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz and <laughs> <laughs> the favorite and Olivia Colman. He we played, don't want to lose our votes. Just with all Christopher three. Plummer there. <laughs> Christopher Plummer as Brian Singer. But yeah, Sto- uh, Stone and Weisz both did amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, but they're both kind of on equal footing, so it's really hard for me to pick one above the other. Um, oh
3: God, yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, it's really,
2: really a movie with three leads. And they yeah. kind of, but they decided to push Olivia Coleman and then put the other two into supporting actors so Coleman can get more notes. Yet, but it, we'll get to her later on. But, uh, but really they, these are like lead roles that are listed as supporting actresses, so, so they can get the nomination. So you don't have three for the favorite <laughs> for best actress, which uh, would be funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like which one's the favorite of the favorites. But yeah, that does split the vote. So I don't think it really has a chance because of that. And then yeah. since it is like three lead roles. Uh, I'm going to go with Virginia King here. But I do think that Amy Adams has a strong chance of getting it, but also might be kind of getting away from Oscar so white. Uh, by BLC, you only got a handful of nominations, so you got more. True. Um, and by giving it, I think Virginia King might actually, guess, but I think, a, a, King or Adams, I think it would go either way. Okay. Um, right next up we have The Animated Short. I haven't um, seen any of those. Which so. I saw them today. Uh, the mom eating
1: enough. the baby. I well, guess. Oh that one, wait, yeah. I did see <laughs> that That one I saw. Yeah. What
2: the fuck? <laughs> Short film animated. Okay, so we have um, we have animal behavior, uh, Belle, uh, which is one we were just talking about from Disney Pixar. Uh, late afternoon. One small step and weekends. Uh, I every year I do seek all five of these out. The, the, every year they do have the the showcases at SIF and. Uh, amc 10 the one that we were talking about earlier um in which and then the on uh, tomorrow is when they go up streaming you can rent them tomorrow watch all five of them um it usually is five of them plus two or three extra depending on the lengths uh so we just feature length because ultimately it's a 90-minute program once you added these other two um usually there's one that i really really hate and that's the one that wins uh, last year was deer basketball which is easily the worst of the five um, a couple years previous, it should have been that Olaf's Frozen Adventure short. Shut yeah. up. You're fired. Uh, two years previous, uh, two of my favorite shorts of all time are up uh, We Can't Live Without Cosmos and The World After Tomorrow, or whatever that they it's on Netflix. Look it up. Uh, but Something After Tomorrow from 2015 uh, The World of, World After Tomorrow, something like that. It's both of those are just heartbreaking and beautiful. Um, and this year, there isn't really a standout for me Uh, the only one I really didn't care for completely was animal behavior so it means it's gonna win Um, (laughs) but honestly I think Bao might have a high chance because everyone's seen that See, um, I
1: would not give it to Bao at all. Fuck yeah! I, uh, I think
2: that's a weird fucking
3: thing. It's
1: weird, and it's not very concise in what it's trying to say or what it's yeah, trying no, to do. I, I Cause by time that kind that, of the metaphor, but not it's quite. It's not as clear yeah. as I think the person making it thought it was. I think they're like, "This people are going to get yeah, this. Yeah, people are going to get this. If they're mom doesn't let it go of their children, they're going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it was weird, and I don't really, I've never heard an audience go, what the fuck? <laughs> in unison. <laughs>
3: I, I leaned over, um, which one did that play in front of again? I played Incredibles 2. Incredibles I 2 I over. I'm pretty two. sure. Carolyn, I'm like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Are these things alive
1: when I eat them? <laughs>
3: All like the dumplings are, are people, people, people. <laughs> the dumplings, the people, soil and green. And it's funny. I ate a bow during uh, Green Book yesterday, <laughs> so I'm like, oh fuck. I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, oh fuck. See, uh, this
2: things uh, alive. I think my personal favorite of these uh, was Weekends. It's about a, it's a it's a simple story about a kid spending weekends with his dad or his mom. You know, they both, both continue their lives right after a divorce. And it's, it's really well animated. It's super sweet. So I'm not dialogue, as many shorts are. Um, and that was actually, I think, the best one of them. One Small Step is solid, uh, though kind of expected. A lot of these have to do with, like, children and parents. Um, and then Late Afternoon is uh, really simple, but also really good work. Like, all these are really good. There isn't that one that says, all oh, this sucks. Like, dear basketball. Fuck dear basketball. <laughs> um, I was talking to my friend Carla earlier, and she's the same thing. Same thing. Like... <laughs> the, the the ones that she dislikes are the ones that always win and allison didn't watch in this year says so the whole reason <laughs> but you should like i know i don't know if she can hear us but when the bear story won over uh we can't live without cosmos it was a bad day <laughs> um which gets followed up with animated feature which i have something that i'm that should have won wa- that should be not my ever best picture is my winner here <laughs> uh we have incredibles 2 Isle of dogs Isle of dogs um I'm trying to say that way so I don't say I love dogs. I'm not a dog person. Sorry. Uh, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and what should it be best picture of last of this year? Yep. Spider-Man yeah, and yeah, the Spider-Verse. No, if <laughs> if, if the
3: Spider-Verse doesn't win this, I'm going to be fucking pissed. That movie was incredible. How I mean, that, that is a comic book come to life. One of the best Spider-Man stories I have ever seen done in any medium. How do you not, you not love that movie? There's something for everybody in it. You've got different spider man you've got Spider-Man villains, you've got just a great way of doing both Peter Parker and Miles Morales, you know, it shuts up that divide for yes, people. Exactly. You, get, you get the Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman, or Spider-Girl, or Spider-Gwen, or whatever the hell they call her now, um, you know, Spider-Man Noir, is Nick Cage, you know. Wherever I go, the wind follows, <laughs> and it smells like
2: rain. They even did the Spider-Man meme at the end, for
3: God's <laughs> sake,
1: with Oscar Isaac. Yes, <laughs>
2: both of the Spider-Man memes. Actually, yeah, the behind the desk in the trailer, and the trailer, and the in the uh, credits, and yeah. then the then the pointing. Uh, yeah, and Oscar Isaac, fuck yeah, uh, yeah. That movie was everything for me. As I said in our podcast uh, a couple a couple of episodes ago, where it's my favorite movie last year, hands down. Like, of everything. Not just animated, not the superheroes. My number one movie. You
3: I know. don't even remember what mine... I was so shit-faced when we did that <laughs> podcast. I don't even fucking remember that shit. I think mine was... Black,
2: number, I think Black Landsman was your number Black one.
3: Black Landsman was my number one, and this was up there. Because, I mean, I saw this on Christmas Eve. We left a, a Christmas party. Um, my fiancé and I were about to head home, and I'm like, wait, well, you want to go see a movie tonight? I, I, I convinced her to go see Spider-Man. Damn right. And we both just loved it. It was great. It was worth staying up till two in the morning on Christmas for.
2: And what sucks is like it, the amount of people who aren't seeing it because it's animated, or because of the animation style. Like yeah. I've had people come out and be like, "It's not supposed to be in three D." Like, no, it's just how it looks. And it's like one scene ends. Like, just sit down and watch it. People come up and ask for refunds because they're like, oh, "I didn't realize it was animated. I thought it was the next Miles, Mor- not Miles. Mor- I thought it was the next Tom Holland ones." Like. Do no. your fucking research. Just watch it. Go back the people and that rent asylum down. movies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, just, just to be clear. Romantic Rim, all right. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to watch uh, Pet Graveyard. A <laughs> 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 trailer came out today. It's actually Flatliners. Uh, <laughs> with a cat. With a cat, yeah. So they can call it Pet something or other. Uh, yeah, I I think we all probably seem to agree with Spider-Man's yeah, is Spider-Man. I haven't yeah. seen Mirai, but, so I don't think it's going to top Spider-Man.
1: If, it wasn't Sp- if Spider-Man didn't come out, I would give it to Isle of Dogs, which I thought was great. I think it's one of Wes Anderson's best movies. Easily. But Spider-Man did come out, so it doesn't it, matter. Dude, Incredibles
3: <laughs> 2 only got it because it was Pixar. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah and, and I'm afraid it's going to
2: win because of that. Because like, they they told like what, like last year where they said that the... They polled people who who voted for the animated feature and like oh, I, I watched the one my kids watched, yeah the ones that I saw because they able to, like <laughs> seek these out. Um, I've heard great things about Mariah, but I haven't yes I haven't seen it. Isle Dogs was absolutely fantastic. Never saw uh, it, it was it. one of my favorite movies of last year. I think it was it was, it was amazing. I was kind of let down by Incredibles too. I was a little I thought it kind of underperformed in my head. Uh, I did enjoy it. That's not to say I didn't like it, but
3: I didn't like the first one. Carolyn dragged me to the second one.
2: It was okay. I slept for part of it. Mm. And Wreck-It Ralph 2, I was kind of let down by too. I had moments, but I thought for a lot of part, it was like really trying a little too hard. Um, That's what I got from the trailer, so I never went and saw it. Though the, Disney scene, the Disney princess scene, which I thought was going to be like the worst scene in the movie, was actually what, my favorite. <laughs> uh, I thought it was super, But there's a point where there's like, look at all the IPs we own. <laughs> and it's like, though it's pretty cool to watch stormtroopers chase down Ralph. It's also kind of like, hey, look, you own Star Wars. We know you own Star Wars. Cool, and here's, like, Marvel Land, and here's this land. It's like, yes, Disney, we know what you have. It's, like, it's a better movie. It's a better version of the Emoji Movie, essentially. Uh, do we about- need a better version of <laughs> yeah. the Emoji Movie? Because that's the best movie of all time. <laughs> um,
3: Man, and- they really should have cut Wreck-It Ro- Ralph in half, Darth Maul style. I would have watched it if that shit had happened.
1: Ewan McGregor just comes out in the last five Yeah. Le- no! <laughs> all
2: right, so next up, um, we have visual effects. And we have nominated four visual effects. I should have pulled this up ahead of time. Yeah. It yeah, was sound Bob. Uh, we have Avengers Infinity War. We're all set there. Um, Christopher Robin, First Man again. Uh, Ready Player One and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, gentlemen, thoughts? I'm sorry. Uh, concerns? They nominated
3: Ready Player One for an Oscar. For <laughs> well, I yeah, hated yeah. that fucking movie.
2: Yeah, but they, as much as you might feel about it, otherwise, like, the effects, I think, were Spot on. I,
1: you know, I think I would give it to, to First Man again. I think that, that moon landing sequence was absolutely gorgeous. Um, Infinity War, as much as I've seen it and love it, uh, it's nothing I haven't seen in a movie before and nothing really... In many ways, like, reused effects in the yeah, it's, series. Yeah, really, right? nothing was like, whoa, where, you know, you get that moment. On first man, I, that's really mine.
3: I would say there's one moment like that when Thanos throws the fucking moon at him. On that <laughs> <laughs> that's like my one scene. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Otherwise, it's and, like final battle, final battle. Oh my god, he's throwing that moon at them. and it
2: looked and it looked good enough to, to sell it as it. And so Thanos was a CG character. Yeah, uh, that's also like a lot. Half the, half the people that in bigger, the movie are CG. Or that big purple thumb. <laughs> uh, and as much as I didn't like Christopher Robin, I thought that oh. the. Um, the the actual 100 acre, acre Wood characters were actually really solidly done. They look like moving puppets. They, I, I could have yeah. thought for a second they were puppets, but then there's always that sheen to them that, that shows that they're not real. Um, but I, I haven't seen First Man, so I, I, I'm going to try and see it between here and there so I can actually give it
1: the It thought. runs a little long, but I think the effects in there are absolutely great. Solo, you can give the award for dustiest movie ever yeah. made. Uh, you can't see you anything. You know, I never actually <laughs>
3: saw Solo yet. I think it's on Netflix. Well, I'll, I'll probably get around it to it. It's yeah.
1: weird, because that movie... It's weird that that movie wasn't nominated for costumes because they made a really big point to say that they had the most costumes ever used in any movie. But again, it's kind of the same thing that we were talking about or that I was talking about with The Mummy where you have these practical things and then you cover it up with shitty CG. Yeah. And it's just like, why do that?
3: For me, Solo was a movie of why the fuck would they make that? Well, there are so many other characters that would have made better movies.
2: If you cut the first act, it would have been a better movie. Like, say, but if it focuses more on Lando... Uh, yeah, the green book issue where you're focusing on the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Runner Player One, you know, I, I liked the movie more than you did, but ultimately, I, th- I think its effects were actually really solid. The world building there was was amazing.
1: Yeah, that first race is is really a spectacle to watch, um, <laughs> whether you like it or not. I think that first race really is. No, a it can't be
2: even costume. thirty years. No one thought go backwards. You have <laughs> gamers who explore everything yeah. and find cl- it. like, and I'm sure, like, and uh, like, I'm as much as like, I can't say I've ever done something actual car, but I'm plenty times when playing Mario Kart like I'm in reverse by accident I can't believe <laughs> no one is said no oh crap
1: <laughs> oh look I solved it guys see I mean I'm playing Red Dead Redemption now and the amount of times I accidentally shot my horse is <laughs> astronomical I'm like alright I'm gonna wave to the oh crap little stompy's dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like the, the 100 hours of played Fallout
2: 3, that, that happens. Right. Yeah. So I, and after 30 years of people looking for the eggs, I can't believe that. The, the Shining sequence is really the, Like, if, anything, yeah. if it wins for anything for this, for this category, that Shining sequence might be enough to push it over the, the edge. The Shining
1: sequence made me smile like a big idiot, because that's one of my favorite movies. And to see someone who loves Stanley Kubrick, like Steven Spielberg, kind of give love to that movie, I really appreciate that sequence. But the rest of the movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, the
2: movie itself is a mess. I enjoyed it, but it's still... Same, a, it's... And I like, I'm not sure if like. I think I liked it better than the, the book. Um, I think it fixed a lot of the issues of the book and started its new issues.
1: <laughs> well, the new issue that I have now is the way that, and it's kind of what I call the family guy issue, where their references aren't hidden they're not meant for fans they're just yeah. like hey Star Wars and you're <laughs> yeah. like that's not a reference you're just yelling Star Wars which
2: the movie had the book I think had that issue too except I got annoyed in the book like you're explaining which the references I know yeah. <laughs> it's Like, It's and then I refer- then I saw I was wearing my Ferris Bueller vest from the movie 1980- 1986 is Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day Off which he was like I know the plot of Ferris Bueller can I skip the rest of this paragraph uh, yeah the movie just had <laughs> the book
1: has a list of like oh and then there was a Gundam there Batman was there yeah. uh, Superman, every single Power Ranger Bill S. S. <laughs> Theodore <theater, laughs> Logan Spock the Rock fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this
2: book two pages and then list? It's like, Your Shit I Like, it's like by <laughs> Ernest Klein. And a, <laughs> and that, I think the movie got around that by simply, oh, here's a bunch of things. Right. And you can Just see them
1: where you Tossed at your face. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's besides for visual
1: effects.
3: <laughs> now, um, could we do a green book? With Lando
1: and Han Solo, where they go and fight space racist.
2: <laughs> is there a racist part of the Star Wars Couch? Well, they're the Empire itself is racist. Lando's got to go yep. off with Guido. He's not... Or Han's
1: got to go off with Guido. He accidentally shot
0: him, and they got picked up on a, on a road trip. I, I'd buy that Fuck much. it. I'd buy that, too. And so I, I, Lando I, and
2: L3 in this. You know, like that. Um, I, we haven't seen the movie, so you don't know what to buy yeah. the L3. Uh, if I you want have, to find out how he got his pants, it's in there. Yeah, it's like his jacket, <laughs> <in the> X Men <laughs> <Right>. Origins. <laughs> it's like good, you got
1: his jacket. I don't care. The question Thank no God. one asked.
2: But uh, honestly, I think I think this might be first man to to win. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but based on people's reactions, I don't see them giving the. Of course, they gave the Oscar for makeup the Suicide Squad. So you never know. Um, I'd like to see Christopher Robin win it. It'd be interesting. I
3: thought that was. In, I, I just thought it was really fun.
2: The um, but in the, the the they did look great. So I'll give them I'll give him that even the rest of the movie was man, and just, then we get the CGI version of The Hanging Neighbor he never played pinnacle with me <laughs> <That's I've, laughs> I know that's exactly what
3: I was thinking I'm like you know they could do an after credit scene where he's hanging from a noose and i buy it have you seen Mr. Robin? I <laughs> haven't so, I we're uh,
2: so uh, yeah after Dead Neighbors in Disney movies uh, we have uh, and a wonderful category here for film editing which actually i can see going a couple of different ways and so, which i'm glad it's back in there yeah, they exactly. took it away so like now, now we go to the there. commercial
0: uh, i was waiting, <laughs> waiting to say
2: <see> that <laughs> i was gonna do it over your makeup and i forgot so <laughs> uh we have black clansman bohemian rhapsody the favorite green book and vice and this is for
1: editing okay I would give it to Black Klansmen. Yeah, that's exactly um, my... That's my thoughts. I thought that movie moved really well. It didn't have a lot of pacing issues uh, in my eyes. I think it cooked, and it told the story it wanted to tell, and you were out. Um, and I think it did it really I well. never
3: felt like I was there for that movie. I felt like I was really just having a good time. I'm like, I wasn't like, man, when is this going to fucking end? No, it was really well. I felt that way during Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Fuck. Um, even The Favourite had moments where I'm like, okay, pick it up. Even Vice... Vice was pr- pretty much probably my second one, you know. That one I felt flowed really well. I mean, there were a couple of points where I think it kind of lagged. A lot of it was centered around Steve Carell. Yeah, because um,
2: I I say I said I didn't like him as as, as uh, um Ron took me out of it, but that's that's him, not the not yeah. the editing. But um, I think that did. But of of Vice's editing, I think they did a fantastic job of not just of how the movie flowed, but also like how the sequences cut together. Yeah. Uh, and a, and as much as you yeah, I'm not a big fan of A Rhapsody. It did the actual way it was cut together. I think flowed of, of rehearsal to song to movie to uh, to live shows, um, which is the annoying part I had with the movie. Which like, well oh, we have an issue. Oh I have an idea. Start singing a little bit of the song. Cut to this thing, and I thought it was repetition in that case. But they did move really well with through those. Um, but I didn't sorry.
1: Oh no, oh. And the uh, the only one, and I'm gonna mention this twice for snubs under a different category too. But I think uh, whoever edited Mission Impossible: Fallout should oh, have yes. got to mention. Oh my god! Yeah, because that movie's two and a half hours, and you don't feel a second of it. It just takes off, and it takes off running. Um, <laughs> and I think and I think it's set up really well they have you know set up payoff set up payoff and it just works so well through that entirety of the movie and the,
2: the ending sequence like is is cut together so well exactly. that they, when it cuts over to what's happening in the other places you don't lose any of the momentum
1: Yeah, and you don't lose any information in the cuts either which I think can often happen mm-hmm. with action movies with uh, like like, oh, Solo for example <laughs> <laughs> where you do lose some information when they cut the character and you're like uh, what was Han Solo doing in that time you know you yeah. Know like, the, the train sequence is yeah. really
2: bad for that, um, and I'll, I'll definitely give it to that. That's something that when the, the announcements came out, I thought about Mission Impossible, and I felt bad. I didn't think about that later. When it, when I was going through this earlier, I'm like, there's a movie that I know is sitting on the edge of my, you know, edge of my mind for editing. Um, in that case, like, I would I would say a lot of this could also flow into um, They Should Not Grow Old, which of course was not able to be nominated. Right. Uh, the way that that was done, that also should have That that should get some for visual effects as well. Um, I should have mentioned that last minute but now I'm thinking about that um, but maybe next year maybe since it played two actually weeks in January two weeks in January it can be nominated next year um, maybe it's crowded overcrowded uh, documentary slate this year and then turned out because there's many things that got passed over there like Three Identical Strangers a couple other things mm-hmm. um, but we've already passed documentaries so I'm going to leave that there uh, but yeah By Clansman I think has a great shot I'm, I'm afraid that Bohemian Rhapsody might get the get the nod here um, we didn't mention uh, Green Book here at all, which actually was a surprising, yeah, I mean, it was surprising it, it nomination. Really I well. didn't really think of editing at all. But, I
3: mean, it. I don't think editing was one of its strengths. I mean, it it's
2: fine. You know, it flows well. Yeah, it's a two-hour, 12-minute movie that moves really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something for, for the editor. Um, yeah. So... Uh, the next comes up, documentary, short subject. I didn't see any of these. Neither did I. Okay, so I guess I'm just gonna read them, and I guess we can move on. Since I'll give we, it to uh, green book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, and which is uh, about Madison uh, Square to, Garden.
1: Oh, not a sequel to Knights at Rodanthe. No,
2: unfortunately. And a period, end of sentence. I don't know what any of these are really about. Um, so I, I'm gonna. They come out tomorrow on streaming uh tomorrow being tuesday the 8th uh, 19th for um for those playing at home um so i'll be watching them then and i'll just i'll probably write something up on the website for all the all the documentaries all the shorts generally uh so check that out um and then so i guess we'll just move past there since if you heard endgame is apparently on netflix so i guess that's yeah, something. um the rest of them i don't know so
1: i have no idea but based off posters i'd, I'd probably give it to endgame
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh, then we have, um, yeah, it's Adventures Early. <laughs>
1: <coughs> Early and, uh, two hours shorter.
2: It's just the, uh, that's the trailer for a <laughs> for the endgame. Uh, so next up is live action, uh, short film. Now you pull that on up, which, uh, we have Detainment, Favre, uh, Marguerite, Mother, or Madre, uh, Madre, sorry, <laughs> and Skin. Uh, Skin audio featuring, um, the kid who played Georgie from, uh, from it was on um who was in prodigy a couple weeks ago and uh the woman who was in darling and a dumpling and um patty cakes oh okay. and then the one of the henchmen in iron man 3 the the guy with the fire oh, okay yeah. not the ponytail guy huh? um no the other <laughs> one yeah <laughs> no, the other one. No, honestly no. you guys are so weird the guy yeah the guy who's who's working directly right. for for uh Aldrich. Aldrich, give him some way. So uh, it's weird to see people recognized in these. Cause you normally shorts. He's a, yo, you get well, kind off things. Well, I mean, last year had Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. Or
1: was it two years ago that had I, Martin Freeman? I think it was two years, years, years 20, 2016, had Martin Freeman. I don't remember
2: many of last year's. I did watch them, but they're not coming right to my head. i watched yeah. so many shorts that they kind of blend together. I watched, because I'm a judge for a CryptoCon Film Festival, so watch it for that. Go to Bone Bat, go to <laughs> Vavecot, go to see them at Sif, watch them here. So, so many of these. It and they blend sense. together. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see any any of these? I have not. Yeah. Um, before this, I did see uh, Madra before. Um, it's a single shot uh, with a woman on the phone trying to find her son at a beach while he's talking to her. I saw it actually is submitted for CryptoCon Film Festival, so i watched it a couple weeks ago for that. Um, all these are good. Like I was talking to Carla earlier, cause she had seen them, um, and it, we both agree that Detainment probably is is the best one here. It's a it's about, it's be, it's based upon a real story in 1993 where two boys um, in uh, Liverpool had got bored one day and they abducted a, a three-year-old from a mall. How as you do. Heard um, this, and heard then this they story. beat him with a couple of rocks and he Jeez. died. And they were the youngest people put on trial as adults um, in 1993, uh, though they were both ten years old because of the nature of the crime. Um, and it's recreation of them talking to the police in their own separate recordings along with the flashbacks to what's happening as they're telling the stories and these kids the two kids who play um play robert and john they are astounding they could have been the kids like this if if the if the footage wasn't so sharp and now if they graded it to look like 1983 it could have been the recording to them in 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 the interrogation rooms um so for that and it's just really gripping in the way that it's done Um, and it was like, of your seat the entire time of where the story's going to go. And I had that more from that than I did the other ones. Um, Marguerite's the only one that really didn't strike me. It's about a woman and her caretaker, where she finds that the caretaker is a lesbian. That's, to make sure think about her, the fact that she had lost love, that she never really told anyone what her feelings were. And it's kind of coming to that, but, but it's really low key. It doesn't really have any drive to it compared to the other ones. Um, the skin is... Might get that to so the Hollywood connection. Uh, I think detainment's the best one, but I think *Skin* is likely to win because of the people involved are within the Hollywood circles. Um, it's like *Dear* Holy- *Dear* basketball won last year for the animated ones because it was produced in Hollywood by Kobe Bryant's friends, <laughs> um, so therefore it, it, it won because of that more than actually being good. Um, so people might vote for the people they know, you know, because I'm not sure. I know. Like, some categories you can vote for anything if you're a part of the Academy, and some categories you can only vote if you're part of things. I don't know. Um, but, and Skin had some cool ideas to play. The thing about these is that all of these are really emotional, and they're really down, and there's nothing of levity for this. Like, so uh, the was the fourth one to play, and then it's was like, okay, we've had this nothing but misery. Can the last one please be something light? And then it comes the skin, the one with Georgie in it, which is about White supremacist beating a black dude. Fuck. Um, and it's like uh, I, it, and the first history. thing I saw. Like I, I saw the the little photo they have for it is a bunch of people wearing American flags, shooting with uh, like SS tattoos on. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, and then uh, maybe it'll And still then what be happens fun. in in regards after this beating? And uh, the poster shows the kids involved with the both people involved with the beating, but they're not really as much of it. So mm-hmm. I thought there's a good idea there that wasn't redone. Really done. But I've just been ranting about these for a while. Check out the website for actual more thoughts. Um, Since anyone has seen it, no one can say otherwise. (laughs) pretty much. Uh, Next up is Adapted Screenplay. Uh, And then we have, for that, for writing Adapted Screenplay, we have uh, The Ballad to Buster Scruggs. Since uh, one part is based upon a Jack London story, that's the one with um, Tom Waits looking for gold, um, and then another part is told from someone else uh, as ad- adapted the other four are are new stories. Uh, Black Klansman. Can you ever forgive me if Bill Street can talk and a star is born? Uh, and I haven't seen can you ever forgive me, but I have seen the other other
1: ones. Uh, gentlemen I'm going to give it to uh, Buster Scruggs again. I'm a sucker for the Coen brothers. Uh, They're some of the people that got me into filmmaking, and their dialogue is a lot like, uh, you know, it's just a part of their movies, and to to hear people speak those dialogues in that Shakespearean manner that they do, I think it really sold it. But, you know, if I my fallback is Black Klansman. I thought that was a great movie through and through. I thought it told the story, even though it played with the history a little bit. It did tell the story that, that needed to tell to support its themes as opposed to support the history of it exactly um so i thought that one was great
2: thank you yeah. yeah um yeah <laughs> I, I i agree with uh, with michael over I, I definitely put for either black klansman or Bower buster scruggs i'm not entirely sure which one i do well, having the six short vignettes uh of different styles and different different amounts of talking i guess <laughs> um it's not to say that that's that's the whole only thing there but of there sounds like a different voice for each of the six versions. It's not that, and uh, they all they're all very Coen esque, but very Coen esque in different ways. Right, um, it's next, like raising
1: Arizona, and then you get Fargo next, and then you get No Country for Old Men. That's the next one, one.
2: That's one thing I love about the Coen Brothers is that you hear the dialogue, you know, you know it's them, but it doesn't mean it's all the same. Because right. you look at each of the movies, and they're all completely different, <laughs> yet they're all still had the same feeling yeah uh which is kind of weird uh i don't i don't think any other filmmakers have that ability to be so different yet so the same uh in a really positive way right it sounds like a backhanded compliment it's not meant to be um but i i think that this might be Whack clansman's uh also in taking that that long running story of what happened with ron stalworth and concising into this to make a, a sharp um sharply written movie uh, that really sells everything. Like all the dialogue is pointed without being on the nose, um, and that really everything moves it forward and really sets home its its, it's it what it needs to say. Same thing that Bill Shee can talk, which is a little looser, uh, but there is this sequence um, about twenty minutes in where these the, the two families of the main characters are in the same room and everything's back and forth. That's so well written and so well performed and so well done that enough can elevate it to a possibility of getting that. Um, Star Wars born. I don't see. Winning in this, no, uh it's, it's it is really real well written, really real well designed, but it has much. The other parts are, a are star what is, made at work.
1: Yeah, *A Star Is Born* feels, and I do love that movie, and it, is, it was one of my favorites this year. But it does feel very Hollywood mm-hmm. in that there was a lot of hands in that pot to write that story. Whereas *Black Klansman* and *Ballad of Buster Scruggs* are definitely crafts of joy for the Coen Brothers and Spike Lee. Um, and someone else who also wrote uh, Black Klansman.
2: Yeah, uh, Charlie Wall. Yeah, so and
1: I, I think you can feel that singular vision through those. With a Stars Born, you have a lot of visions going on that luckily connect and, and work well together. But I don't think it's that singular. Yeah, I think like the performances really sold that. Exactly. The, the
2: cinematography, the way it was directed. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards Black Klansman for the might win it, but I would I would like uh, Ballad of Buster to win it. Agreed. Uh, so next, uh, we also have, continuing with writing, uh, we, so we have original screenplay.
1: Um, not to uh, backtrack, but yeah. uh, for best adapted, I think Annihilation got a little snubbed there. Oh yeah, definitely. Because uh, that was a fantastic movie. The movie, movie. got snubbed across.
2: That, that should have got visual effects It
1: should have. It should have been on a lot of boards. I have it on another stub uh, once we get to it, um, which I think was in my yeah when we get to that section it's my biggest um, list of snubs
0: i think
2: but, it, the the problem with with that is it came out in april and in, in february and kind of like dropped off the radar right and it was my my fifth favorite movie last year so it's fucking fantastic like and i got what the other two books of it are sitting like over there <laughs> you know um and yeah to, i didn't mean to go ahead no no uh, no no, you okay, go and the writing on that yeah Because the, the great thing about that writing is it's like have you read the books
1: uh yeah i'm reading yeah. them right now
2: um as I think it did a, a fantastic job of taking that but making its own thing with it. I like to reference that it's almost like the book went through the shimmer and <laughs> the bounce back is this. It's almost like it, but mixed in with a bunch of other stuff around it to make its own thing. And that, that's a film that's still so fitting for Annihilation to be shimmered itself in this <laughs> other version. Um, I think what Alex Garland said, he read the book and then had a dream and based the the the, novel, the movie based upon the dream he had after reading the book or something like that <laughs> and like based on his feelings like he never picked it up again like he went from the impressions that he had from it um, and, and he uh, carries
1: some big statements in those movies there's, so, there's a lot of really complicated things going on in that movie that he makes palatable to the average audience and that's a really hard thing mm-hmm. to do because if you don't do that you look like an asshole who made a movie that no one understands but
2: he leaves uh, a lot of it up to the audience exactly like when, when um he doesn't treat you stupid but he mm. doesn't He lets you fill in the details. Yes. Yeah. But without being too obtuse about it. Right. Some people might be like, Well, I didn't understand what happened to this character, so I know you haven't you haven't seen it, right? Yeah, he had, so I'm trying to purposely avoid particular notions. I know there's a fucking bear in there that's yeah. supposed to be terrible. The bear should've got a visual that that alone should've got it from visual effects. Uh, and that sound in that sequence is yeah, yeah talking that, about sound.
1: That movie did great because it's it's no on thing. Netflix now, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, no, in, in the UK. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime now. I've got both. Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, the sound effects for that particular sequence should be in, like, the the way that the um, everything sounds in Lighthouse, too. Mm-hmm. That probably, yeah, so it gets not the bunch of places I mentioned earlier. Right. <laughs> but because people didn't see it, and it kind of went straight to Netflix, it's like, eh. Right. Uh, original screenplay, uh, but there's a huge snub here that... Um, i mentioned what what got on here then i mentioned the snub uh we had the favorite first reformed and it's one and only nomination which is an uh, um green book roma and vice and the thing that should have got not only nominated but one uh should have been eighth grade by bob burnham agreed uh when i saw that movie i'm like oh cool we have our best we have our best original screenplay here cool we need nothing else need to apply and naming it didn't even get nominated
1: I'm like what the fuck <laughs> I think that and uh, I think A24 took some big hits Hereditary this year, probably because I think hereditary you right have now. Hereditary you have 8th Grade and you have Mid 90s which was a really good mm. original screenplay and none of those are on yeah. any list Mid 90s was
2: iffy on the movie itself but the writing was fantastic yeah. um, and then yeah so 8th Grade should have got this and if you ask me that's, that's so Boner needs to run up there and just grab it from whoever actually was It's like this is mine bitches <laughs> well, and he, he
1: took an experience that everyone's had and and showed it to you in a way that didn't feel too abrasive mm-hmm. and that's you know not an easy thing to do no one wants to really be reminded of the worst times yeah, of their life exactly
2: and then it, it's reflected like it might as much of it is reflected over the day of of YouTube videos and Snapchat and Instagram whatever the hell the kids are using the kids um, The uh, but it still felt like so much of that was my eighth grade experience, right? Um, and then my wife's an eighth grade teacher. And she said that you know it's what the kids talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if have, have you seen eighth grade yet? No, oh, you, you need to see. I think it's I think it's rentable now. Um, I know here's you know it's it forty five bucks. Prime again. You know, yeah, I think it might be on Prime because a twenty most a twenty four is on Prime. I guess where First Reformed is, um, mid just think is on it's streaming mm. now. Uh, never going back, which also has solid screenplay. Um, basically, if a twenty four is in front of it. <laughs> Uh, should it probably get a nomination? Because <laughs> they pick great scripts and they say make these movies, you know. Um, but of what actually was nominated, uh, thoughts from the five that did make it.
3: Uh, I haven't seen First Reform, so I will reserve judgment on that one. I thought the favorite was pretty good. Um, I don't think Green Book deserves it because there are some definite issues that we'll talk about with Green Book, um, and I think a lot of
2: it had to do with that that mm-hmm. screenplay that was written yeah, being focused in the wrong direction. Yeah.
3: Because, I mean, who
2: wrote it? Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, what are the other two? Vice, Vice, Vice and Roma. And Roma. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I'm going to go with Roma, because with
1: Vice, you could kind of draw it off of real life stuff. Well, and Roma's based off of Alfonso Cuaron's life, so... In a way, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, I would probably, if I had to pick something off that list, I think when Paul Schrader hits a home run, he, he does great. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes he doesn't hit yeah, home runs. The Canyons, the, canyons <laughs> uh, the Exorcist, The Beginning, or the <laughs> oh, prequel, or yeah. whatever he called whatever it. Whatever one you did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think this is a home but run. But he was
2: also writing uh, Exorcist with like a heavy hand on him, Ooh, saying like, right. "Make this." He's like, "What?" Uh, yeah, I know the first reform of the favorite. I think the favorite had really, really amazing, solid script that they were that the writers that were trying to get made forever, mm-hmm. and then when they found uh, Yambo, said this kind of like. Connected, it's like this is the perfect person to make this script. <laughs> There's some really good dialogue in that, oh yeah, and really just biting.
3: It's like these characters are just fucking going at each other,
2: but it's written in such a way that you know you still feel where each of them are coming from. And then I love along the way figuring out how much Queen Anne is like. At first, I thought she was kind of a doofus, and realize you no, know, she is controlling the situation like with the, with the iron fist. And then you realize later, I'm like, oh crap, she's just really she's as manipulative with the other two, you know. But she's just better at hiding it <laughs> um and yeah the sharp way wit- yeah this the this sharpens tooth of a sharp dialogue and that's amongst everything there um and also yeah but i think first reform was was sparse but beautiful in that um yeah <laughs> and then yeah green book and eh. vice yeah. is the vice is solid but also it's a lot of like wikipedia reading and yeah
3: away. it's exactly how i kind of viewed it it's like you know you could go on Write some w- read some Wikipedia or a fucking book and
2: and also writing based on the way we know people we know how Cheney talks we know yep. how Bush talks w. and you just you know put it on top and that allows that the performances more than the script yeah make the performances sell that that character um, so now we come to original score and how do they have this
1: this is my big snub category oh
2: yeah uh <laughs> um, well, that's why I'm pulling this up go ahead and. Uh, so song? for
1: the snubs, for, for best original scores, I think, like I said earlier, Mission Impossible Fallout, because mm-hmm. that song 100%, that, that soundtrack carries that movie and, and marries it with the cinematography in a way that, that if you watch it, it essentially plays like a silent movie and the score really pushes that forward. Um, the other one I would like to say is Johnny Greenwood's score for You Were Never Really Here, mm-hmm. which I didn't get a lot of. Yeah, they came in with it. Because Joaquin Phoenix was fantastic in it. Lynn Ramsey did a great job oh, with yes. it. And Johnny Greenwood, as always, just did a fantastic score that puts you in Joaquin Phoenix's mindset. Uh, and I think those were two of the biggest snubs. The And the soundtrack for Annihilation were all mm. really beautiful and really, I think. Connected to the movies themselves in a way that a lot of them weren't really connected.
2: and the, um, Yeah, the discordant score for um, Annihilation was like pure '70s science fiction. And right, amazing,
1: and it just works. And, and even with uh, you know Crosby, Stills, and Nash in there, I mean, <laughs> that song's been overplayed now, but it is fantastic in that movie and works so well.
2: And uh, if we're talk- still talk about snobs, before we even list what what's on here, I'm gonna say uh, yeah, uh, Johan Johansson's for uh, for
0: Mandy. Oh yeah,
2: um, Mandy. No, I, I don't was know gonna if, say, Mandy. Well, I don't know if that could actually get a nomination. It did play in a couple places for weeks. So, um, but and also, it's, it's a movie that kind of slipped the, the score radar because
0: he's dead now. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's such this, a good, one.
1: you know. Granted, he got it for Arrival, which he should yeah. have. But Mandy is something else. His Mandy is a that score was... that you're never going to hear again anywhere else. And I think it when I saw, perfectly fitting. Yeah. When I saw it with you, I was like, "That's that's a movie that 100 percent delivers on the poster, and the soundtrack is 100 percent a part of that."
2: Yeah, it's like. I, I was like, I was like, I need to buy this soundtrack. I haven't bought it yet. I did buy, I did get Suspiria's, though. I wouldn't put Suspiria on this list. I think Tom York's superior score was actually fantastic too. I don't think it's a snub as much as much as I personally liked it. Right. Um, but the the things that actually got nominated were uh, *Black Panther*, *Black Klansman*, *If Beale Street Can Talk*, Isle of Dogs*, and *Mary Poppins and Returns*. And I'm going to say, fuck off, *Mary Poppins Returns* <laughs> here because all so much of Mark Shaman's score there was was Uh, orchestrations of songs you heard the first time I I don't know how many times I heard Spoonful Sugar in that in like (laughs) during the interstitial between the songs Uh, which I didn't like the songs either but that's the next category Um, (laughs) but like that score was just the previous score (laughs) again so I don't know why it even got nominated there Uh, from what's actually on here honestly I don't remember a lot of these
1: particular you know I list the ones I remember
2: didn't get nominated
1: I listened to them this morning um, Black or Black Klansman I think is a typical Spike Lee kind of song it doesn't really stand out it just kind of sounds like kind of a soul-y, jazzy. yeah and it doesn't really I think Black Panther does a great job but again the soundtrack's not really in the movie that much you get Mostly a soundtrack, not a score.
0: Yeah, because um, it's more of the songs, right? The next and thing the
1: there. score, I think, is is great. But I think Isle of Dogs has a really fantastic score. the The start of that movie with the uh, the drums mm. and and the way that it kind of builds that world by using um, kind of those noises, it just worked really well for me.
2: And then, uh, any thoughts, Cody? Yeah, I don't really have much yeah, to say. I don't have <laughs> to say I'm yeah. like.
3: Black Panther was your traditional Marvel score. I don't remember too much about Black Klansman's. I never saw Isle of Dogs, Beale Street. and I have no desire to see Mary Beale Coffins. Street
1: is, is another good score, and I think it um, plays on what, was it Barry Jenkins directed it? Yeah. Uh, I think it plays off what he did with Moonlight, with doing those those classical songs to this setting. Um, and you get a lot of heavy violins, and I, I really think it's a great soundtrack, but I don't yeah. know Oh, and it now
2: it, I think it's I do soundtrack, because I remember when I was watching it and seeing parts of his, like thinking that because he has those long mm-hmm. notes same notes and it's like i was thinking what if this the score is telling me how to feel and that's, right it kind of took me out of it now i'm thinking about yeah. it because i was thinking like i'm more noticed scores i don't like the scores i do because it, the scores yeah. i do like kind of just are integrated in, uh, integrated with the movie and the ones i don't like are like you're trying to make me feel this and i can hear it you know well and, um and but i think now i hear i was i was right when i was watching the movie and hearing those long notes Maybe made me think, like, if we take the same score and put it over something that doesn't match, is it going to make me feel how this movie's trying to make me feel? Like, you know, if Theonis gives a snap, and goes... <laughs> <laughs> it You're makes sad. me so sad. Oh, or taking it to, like, a Kevin Hart comedy. Is, like, is it going to change, like, Jumanji? Is he going to get taller? <laughs> yeah. And that's, um... So maybe I'll just disqualify it because I didn't notice it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Better let the Academy Can you know. take it and put it over
3: <laughs> Serenity and will you still feel that? Yes. <laughs>
2: Um, all right, so, uh, so that's more of snubs than actual things there, which then brings us up to the other music category, uh, which is, uh, original song, which was another decision that the first they're going to have the shallow, one of their song, and then they pulled it back, said, no, we're going to play all five songs, thankfully, because one of the ones here that I hope will we win over shallow, but won't, um, I wanted to, I want to see live, which wasn't going to be one of the live ones. But anyway, we have all the stars, um, uh, from, by, uh, Kendrick Lamar from Black Panther, all will fight um, from R B G, uh, the place where uh, dreams go to die, lost or whatever. Where lost, <laughs> lost things go from <laughs> *Mary Poppins* to *Turns*. It cuts it off on my my uh, my phone here. I did have it up on, on the on the tablet. Uh, shallow from *A Star Is Born*, and when a cowboy changes uh, trades his spurs, spurs for, for wings. wings. From Buster Scruggs.
1: I
3: mean, we all know fucking Shallow. Shallow's, Shallow's win. going to win this. Shallow's going to win, but I want. I'm
1: a, I'm a huge Willie Watson fan. I love Old Crow Medicine Show, and seeing Willie Watson come back with the Coen Brothers was a really big treat for me. I don't know if you guys know this, but the last time we heard his voice in the Coen Brothers movies was Hail Caesar. He uh, was the voice of Aldrich, Aldrich Einreich, or whatever his oh, name yeah. is. He did the, uh, the overdub for his singing. Oh, cool. Um, and he does. You know, that song. And I think it's a great song. It kind of reminds me of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid's soundtrack mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And I really loved it, but we yeah. all know. Uh, I love that point.
2: song <laughs> so much. Like, and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping when, like, I think "Shallow" actually is the best of those five picks. But if anything beats it, I hope it's in a Cowboy changes the Spurs for wings. <laughs> and I, I cannot wait to see that live. You know, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that's, that's put on stage. Obviously, I don't expect like Tim to because kind of like. But wait, they're across. actually going to perform all of these. They're performing all five. They're I think do a two minute and a half though, so it's not the full not song. The full in the Eclipse
1: version of them.
2: Um, but they were going to do I think uh, all the stars and uh, "Shallow." And put the other ones to the back burner, which means it means they already picked the winner. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Shallow was gonna win from the first time we heard it in the trailer. You know, <laughs> was it in the trailer?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's
2: like, not like I saw that trailer too many fucking times. Yeah. It's in front of every. After we talked about other places, it's in front of every movie since. June <laughs> it's
1: the, a starsborn's advert I'm glad the movie was good yeah. because its advertising made me think it was going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. It's kind of like when you see a trailer and then someone's like it's their twitter handle and they're like I loved it and I'm like this is, gonna right. <laughs> this is going to be awful. This is going to be a pile of dog crap. But I don't have even heard. Mary Poppins was just. I, it sounded like just a generic Broadway song. Yeah, I didn't I like hate, it at all.
2: I, that was my least favorite song. Of that I didn't like any of the songs, and the, besides, the only song I liked in, in Mary Poppins Returns was the covers on the book, which totally isn't a Mary Poppins song at all. It's a cabaret number, sho- or it's a ca- it's a Chicago number shoved in Mary Poppins. Uh, but I when this song came on. Um, right after that song oddly enough I was like this is the Oscar song It's like I can tell this one is what and it doesn't make sense in the movie it just, it interrupts the flow completely it's, a, it's not a good song either but it's the song that they Man, Bob really fucking hated Mary I, Poppins I, I didn't but this song I particularly did I, I, I haven't
1: seen Mary Poppins yet but everything around it I have not enjoyed except for the cast I think the cast Ben Wheatley or not Ben Wheatley uh, Ben <laughs> Winshaw uh, Ben Wheatley's uh, Mary Poppins I watched that someone get their head cut off holy cow uh, ben Wenshaw and uh, Emily Blunt I think are great. I
2: don't think Emily Blunt's good as Mary Poppins. But <laughs> she's normally good. She's not a good Poppins. But, um, well,
0: that's because
3: she's she's not even actually Mary Poppins. That's just the tetanus she got from stepping on that nail.
2: <laughs> is this a fever <laughs> dream? It's a fucking Ooh! fever dream. She remembered she was Mary Poppins with her three kids and the one's not dead. But <laughs> um, like, shut up, mom! You are gonna get us eaten. I'd be, I'd, 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 Though I do expect Shallow to win like ninety nine percent. Part of me kind of thinks that all the stars might suddenly do it. This would be like Black Panther, um, but I think it's definitely Shallow's to lose. Um, as long as Bradley Cooper doesn't piss himself. Of course, that was the grammar. I mean, so, if he like,
1: does grammar, that, grammar, that, just sells grammar. that even more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I think I'm gonna do something for you guys. He just pisses himself <laughs> on stage. And uh, which I have leads to Bradley Cooper as one of the nominations for directing, which is our next category. Uh so you have Black Clan. Nope. Oh, Did he get on me for? No, he didn't get it all made didn't. for it. No, I thought he was he got going a, to. But I he think didn't. a Golden Globe. He got a globe. Golden Globe for it, yeah. or Because he
1: but, was definitely snubbed out of it. Um, which
2: I thought he did a fantastic job of directing. For a first-time director, he Said. had a lot of restraint, and he learned a lot from David Russell and Clint it, Eastwood. And,
1: yeah, it felt like a Ben Affleck kind of production where it was competently handled, and uh, you could tell that he was influenced by Clint Eastwood. And
2: didn't do too many excess things. Right. Like he, it, had, he really could have had a lot of... Running across the crowd, shots, all sorts—like, were really, really, really so- That thing, but I think he pulled back. That yeah, really
3: helped. yeah, he did. A, he did a really good job. I was, I, I keep, I forgot it was him until they popped up. I'm
2: like, oh yeah, he did direct this. <laughs> uh, but the people who are nominated for directing is Spike Lee for Black Klansman, which I think is the, what first nomination since Do the Right Thing, right? Uh,
1: no, no. I think he got one for Miracle Santana. Santa Ana.
2: Oh okay. Um, which I don't think anyone saw.
1: <laughs> I saw, and I think that was one of his best movies. Uh, then we get uh, a...
2: Powell Palakowski for Cold War, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite. Alfonso Curion for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice. oh, oh man, What? What? No
3: Brian there. Singer?
2: <laughs> yeah, or Derek Fletcher, who actually directed <laughs> the movie. Uh, well, he directed like, the last half of it. Yeah, definitely not Brian Singer. Because, one, that wasn't directed really well. Two, Ooh. for fucking Brian Singer. Yeah, they
3: and then they fucked it up. Didn't they give him that win at the Golden Globes, or no? Mm, he was nominated,
2: but. Nominated. And yeah. then they, who's first nominated for the BAFTA, and they pulled a. To, they pulled it back.
1: Like, oh, you're still wanted for that child. Thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I forgot about the child thing. Okay. And now Let's, that he's like supposed to be, like, well he's got hired to direct something else. and like, dude, seriously. The Red Sonia. The Red Sonia yeah, movie. I was like, dude, fuck, man. Stop hiring him. There and are plus, other directors. Everyone who knows Robert to Rodriguez needs to do Red Sonia. He's been trying for twenty years, and you go ahead and give it to Brian Singer. Yeah. It's like Robert Rodriguez just made Alita. You just go ahead and give him Red Sonia. And, and,
1: and Brian Singer is just. A, a direction short of Paul Wes Anderson. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's not really not great. great. No.
2: He gets great projects and great people, but he doesn't direct them really well.
1: I mean, like, the last movie I really enjoyed by Brian Singer was probably Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Which was, I, I really liked, yeah. But that was probably Tom Cruise's hand a lot more than it was yeah. his.
2: I've, I've read that that almost could have been like, directed by Tom Cruise. Um... Because apparently he was like the really person in charge there.
1: I think most movies Tom Cruise is in are, yeah. could be directed by Tom <laughs> Maybe Cruise. Maybe that's why he works at Chris McQuarrie. He's so he much just recently. like I'm like, hiring you as the hand, but yeah, just do what I say. You
2: like I for um, you know, Empire and Jedi it was really Lucas with right people Some other him. hands, yeah, with uh, Mark Hand and um, Uh But anyway, yeah. So the actual this particular category um, also I think has this, as a snub of. Uh, Ari Aster, or Avi Aster, for um, Hereditary. Yeah, Hereditary Um, got snubbed in general. So did Geostorm. (laughs) Fuck, yeah. that was like three years ago, so... (laughs) What, Hurricane Iced? (laughs) And Roland Emmerich, or the other one? The The other (laughs) one? I didn't think anybody else
3: remembered Geostorm. (laughs) I watched it the other night on uh, on a stupor, and
1: boy, was that... Having a space station called Danny Boy or whatever and calling it girl the entire movie, just genius. May- Michaela walks in <laughs> like, oh, we're waking up now. <laughs> <ugly> <laughs> i believe leaving. I got to go. i taking the camera going. <laughs> but for this category, I'm going to give it to Alfonso Cuaron. I thought every shot, I mean, it's the, the whole movie looks like a Ansel Adams painting, and everything in there is exactly where it needs to be. Every person is where they need to be. Every line is meticulously crafted to really create a really tight product. Um,. My fallback would probably be Black Klansman. I thought that was really well-directed and really mature for Spike Lee, who's, in my mind, been very immature with mm-hmm. a lot of his movies mm-hmm. and, and how he reacts to them. But I think Alfonso Cuaron oh. knocked it out of the That's park. That's
2: why he skips the cinematography, because they're like, what, oh, crap, there's some there's no cinematography notes around these <laughs> <laughs> that, we didn't, that we didn't say. Yeah, um, but um, we say. not say. going to do with Ingo back? Um, go ahead.
3: I would go with, yeah, I, I, I agree pretty much exactly with what you say, especially about... Um, about Roma, it's very well just crafted. Mm-hmm. It's like you you definitely know everything is in its place. Like nothing mm-hmm. is left a chance. Dude you just did a great job on it. The shots are amazing. Everything's well yeah. acted. You know, Black Landsman would be my second. Vice would be my third. Um, or the directors of those. You know, and yeah. I, I, and by no means is the lady who directed.
2: It is a lady, right? What for the favorite? The favorite? No, it's it's uh Jorgos oh, uh, so, Okay, so. That yeah, gentleman. He made the... Um, I guess it's all men, because there, there's, there's was like, no women get directed this year. <laughs>
3: Oscar oh,
1: um, so <laughs> <laughs> It's
3: like that by no means was a badly directed film. Like, nah. any of these could win, and I'd probably be... Yeah, if Romo
2: there. wasn't there, I'd probably go with the favorite, but Romo was so meticulously crafted, as we noted. Like, I think ever it's one of the movies that felt to me like he had full control over every single frame, every movement, every how everything looked. Like, he had... You could feel the master's hands moving the everything. The fact
3: that he can have a dude naked martial artsing halfway through the movie and it still be taken seriously is a testament to I think his Nothing It takes you out. It's not like... Like, it didn't naked. take me out. I'm like... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a funny thing to talk about, you know, out of context. But, like, in context in the movie,
1: it fits. And that and that's the, incredible. The fire scene halfway oh. through is just unbelievable. I mean, he he, I didn't think he could top the long takes in children of men but I, that fire scene is just it's not as complicated as the scenes in children of men but it is way more well crafted and just really meticulous on how he wanted it to look and how he wanted it to feel and where he it, wanted the And even be. the riot
3: scene when they're in yeah. the department store that is some that's a very tense especially when you know you see the guy pointing the gun at her and mm-hmm. It's like, that's fucking intense. Like, you don't know what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, Alison walked in during that scene when I was watching it, and she was completely brought in for, for that one particular scene Then left her <laughs> after it <laughs> finished because she hadn't seen the three hour and a half. Yeah. But uh, And then, like, the beat scene is... Everything, like, even this, the... Oh, o- the beach think of The scene. opening closing sequence of this, like, just as she's cleaning around the yard, it moves up, the camera moves up, goes back down. It just moves around. Yeah. Uh, I think this is... I think this is curions to, to lose. Even yeah. the hospital scene is really mm-hmm. well shot. And that's just... And that's just... That movie is a gut punch, but it is a beautiful gut punch. Mm, absolutely, um, and then we're gonna slide back to a related uh, one of uh, cinematography, where this actually has a lot of the same, um, same movies: Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and The Star Was Born. Um, and then this, the huge snub here, if you ask me, is if she can talk, <coughs> um, which of course talked about lighting earlier, and but the the color use, that film is incredibly beautiful. And if I was really like, what the fuck, when it wasn't nominated because that. I think that definitely deserved something there. Um, that would've been my pick. I'm surprised there. they didn't nominate Bohemian Rhapsody. To be honest with you, yeah. they're like, well, they're the live aid, right? Yeah.
3: But uh, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Like that—that's that, what they would cite. Oh,
2: it's live aid. Look at that. Of what's here, even though I did just talk about the the deft hand for Curian for Roma because he's he was the cinematographer for himself for this. Uh, my mean goes to the favorite. Um, the the use of the camera there is amazing as i've about lighting before of the the natural use of lighting builds into how i've never seen a fish fish island used so well and so so much um and this the way like this is definitely a well well worked design of the way that robbie ryan worked with uh yorgos to create that particular look
0: yeah
2: um that's where i'm gonna lead
1: like uh you know i'm gonna give it to rome again because Alfonso Cuarón really did a great job. You know, he had one of the best cinematographers ever at his at his beck and call, Emmanuel Lubisky, who just does amazing things. You know, we've we've all seen uh, The Revenant, and he he took the job from him and did a fantastic job. And and if anyone knows who Ansel Adams is, the mm-hmm. photographer, yeah, good. They look Adams. exactly yeah. like Ansel Adams' pictures, and Ansel Adams would wait four hours to take a picture, and Alfonso Cuarón did it a whole feature out of it and that's just mind-boggling to me.
3: Yeah, it's hard to, him. it's hard to pick against Romo. I just, fucking beautifully shot.
2: It is, it's literally like watching a two-hour piece of art. Exactly. And I, if it wins, I'm all, I'm all happy for it. Although, you know, um, the favorite I think would be my yeah. second. And I, I didn't, none of us suck, never, never look away, but Caleb Deschanel did that, uh, shot that and he's a fantastic cinematographer. So I'm sure it looks, looks wonderful if he was, if he was behind the camera for that. Um, and Cold War did look amazing um, with uh, Lucas Zal doing um, doing that. But also, it's shot very much like Roma. It's also black and white. I'm um, going to use it to its great effect to really tell its story. Um, and actually, when I was watching it, it did remind me of the way that Roma was shot. Um, so I could definitely see why I got nominated. Uh, but I think it over it's overshadowed by the other ones.
1: Stars Born? Eh. Yeah. Stars Born, again, it looks like a typical Hollywood movie. Nothing really stands out. But it's not, you know, it's not, I think... You know, to put it against Solo, which is a very hazy-looking movie, yeah. you know, it's... I, I think it's, just. like, the
3: perfected... Not perfected, but, like, one of the highest quality, like, Hollywood films of the yeah. year.
1: It doesn't really have a voice of its own. It's just yeah. kind of there. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it
2: is a fucking fourth one of these. <laughs> which I haven't seen the other ones, but eventually <laughs> I'll get you. It. Um, so that brings us to uh, Actor in Leading Role, which actually does have Bradley Cooper in it. We have uh, Bradley Cooper for A Star Wars: Born. No. Christian Bale for Vice. Wilm Dafoe for Eternity's at Eternity's Gate uh, when he played Vincent Uh, Remy Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody and Vigo Mortison for Green Book. At um, uh, least I haven't seen at Chris- Eternity's Gate, but I have seen the other ones.
3: Yeah, I've seen it the same. This is Christian Bales to lose in my mind. He completely melts into Dick Cheney. I I mean Rami Malek you can still that's still you could still say like, okay that's Rami Malek playing Freddy Krueger
0: or Freddy Krueger God, damn it. Be I did that the entire time I mean, last night that's time. My I'm in your movie. dreams baby <laughs> <laughs> Bohemian it's a crazy little thing called Slash <laughs> different I'd, Slash <laughs> I'd fucking I'd fucking watch that too
3: um, he really becomes Dick Cheney I. Like, Bradley Cooper is just a fucking drunk redneck, half that movie. I think he did it really well. Yeah, I he think he did, he did, did it really fantastic. well. You could smell the alcohol in yeah. his breath, which, which is, if yeah.
1: you're not near him, I mean, that's an amazing thing. And he's, a, he's been
2: sober since 2001. He used his own um, experiences to feel that for, Jack, for Jackson. He did in an career. incredible job oh, yeah. as a degenerate redneck. But I still saw Bradley Cooper.
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I still saw Bradley Cooper, you know, and um, Vigo Mortensen... I still saw Viggo Mortensen. He, he, was he did incredibly cause he's, cause he's well. Because he's someone
2: who disappears into his roles, too. Yeah. If like you look at him in this, to Aragorn, to... Um,
1: Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises, where
2: was yeah, going there. He, he does really almost vanish, and a couple times he glimmers into the person. Um, but Uh-oh. also he does kind of feel like a character sometimes. Yeah. Really thick in the accent. It kind of felt a, like... I don't know guy, if anyone you know. saw
1: it. His, he did a remake of The Vanishing Point. No. And it, it, it reminds me of his character from that. It's just not very interesting. He
3: reminds me... Uh, honestly, Viggo Mortensen plays this role the same way Andrew Dice Clay would play this role. <laughs> who, was also, <laughs> who was in Star was in Star Wars, I didn't even recognize him. No. Like, like, wait, that was Andrew Clay? <laughs> He's not shit. offending anyone. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the, that character is such a fucking caricature, all of that, you know. Like, he could have been fucking Fat Tony from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I eat the pizza pasta. And he
2: literally eats a pizza folded in half at one <laughs> point in the movie. Well, it's funny, like, the the guy that Vigo plays was in, like, The Sopranos. Yeah. And he was in, like, the Godfather movies. And he was in... That, that, playing that type of character yeah uh and like maybe who knows maybe that model Tony after him i don't know maybe <laughs> they, they could have you know uh so he is he is kind of living that stereotype but we also can see that but it's kind of hard to play that non-stereotype yeah because well, that, that type and, of character that type of person is, is like that i've known guys like that in that know?
1: time you know it's it probably wasn't a stereotype yeah probably, you there know, were those guidos right know? it's we we where that? the stereotype <laughs> came
2: yeah, from yeah
3: I, I think guidos is still acceptable <laughs>
2: But uh, on Remy Malek, I think he actually might, uh, as much as I love Christian Bale, I think Remy Malek might be given this. Because that's all everyone ever talks about this year with acting is Remy Malek, Remy Malek, Remy Malek.
3: I mean, um, he did a great job. He did an
2: absolutely fantastic he job. He
3: saved that movie from being absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's not him to make that strong performance, that movie's not that good. That movie's not that good to begin with.
2: But that it yeah, elevates it. I think it's very it. uh, with amazing performance. Yeah. And I interrupted my book. Yeah
3: no 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 that's yeah like sasha baron cohen wanted to be in, we were talking about that earlier right and it's like all i would have, have seen a... all, I, all i would have only seen See, borat, i thought he'd been fantastic especially if he had the
2: mustache <laughs> and like oh my name is borat so i sing for queen <laughs> but, but but cohen is actually a, r- a really solid <laughs> oh yeah no 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 don't think get me would wrong have been great that. but they they left because have they qu- wanted to make a different movie than than, than he, like queen wanted to make a different movie than he did
3: and that's going to be my we'll we'll get to that later but yeah, no, uh, if he puts a mustache on,
2: all I see is fucking Borat. Which he's, uh, yeah, Borat's, you know, that's uh, really cool Like the way that Cohen does vanish into each of his roles, too. He should have won Best
3: Actor for Borat. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and then Will Defoe is always amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I I've haven't seen e- that, but I can already t- tell you. The only like... way I can think that he might win for this is because, one, he's playing a pe- character people know because they love to do that in the Oscars. And two, they didn't give him an award last year for um, Florida Project. And it might be kind of like, eh, eh, sure. <laughs> you know, it they love to do. Like, they, they, give snub, they snub someone one year, then they give him something for the next role. Um, so I'm half afraid it might go to Will Dafoe but if it does, it's cool but I'm really hoping to Christian Bale to be honest yeah I think Same. more than
1: anything Hollywood loves someone who tears their body apart for their art oh which yeah Christian Bale, Bale always and, does yeah, yeah. yeah you, why you, didn't you he went put on like Terminator 30 four? pounds for that role <laughs> and then lost it and came back yeah. yeah
2: um and then lead us into actress in a leading role which has another giant snub um Tony Collette Tony Tony <laughs> yeah <laughs> as we pulled it up um which yeah, I remember it's heard the internet just go what <laughs> When they announced, uh, so you have um, Yalitza Aparicio, I I can't pronounce that right, from uh, from Roma. um, Glenn Close from The Wife, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy from Can You Forever Forgive Me?
3: Okay, I haven't seen that last
2: one. Yeah, I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen The Wife. Um, Same. There's there's a lot of um, on the interwebs. There's a lot of talk that that people think might be Glenn Close because one of those like oh here's finally your Oscar thing. Wait, she's never won one. Maybe, I'm not sure, but uh, I, I've i heard people mentioning that they think that Close might get it for that whole reason of, like, here's your honorary Oscar, essentially. Um, and the, the lady from Roma, she does a great job. It's a great performance. From a non-actress, too. It's, like, her first thing. Like and, boom, and, and
3: that's kind of how I, I really think it is, but I don't think they're going to do it because of that, because it is her first, and they're going to be like, oh, here's your nomination. When you get something else, you can have it. Uh, Glenn Close, that actually makes a good point as to why she might get it. Um, I liked Lady Gaga in that role. I don't know if she necessarily deserves Best Actress for it.
2: Yeah. I think she absolutely killed it though. Like she, she did. Yeah. I think that did a good job of uh, convincing a lot of people who like are still naysaying her, even though she is one of the best musical talents out there. Oh yeah. To be like, oh, she's great. Like people are like eh, you know Hotel Machete Kills whatever, but people are like us, but she's still like a pop star to a lot of people. And then yeah. when she came out there and just like became Ally. Yeah, she like, did a great job. The, yeah. She, uh, the scene in which she's out in this parking lot with him and then when she came on stage the first time you see it all on her face every emotion kind of going through as she starts to sing and starts to get the confidence and then her reaction to everything I think that those two scenes together definitely got her this nomination I th- might get her the win
1: I think for me Lady Gaga is is good in that movie because Bradley Cooper is good in that movie, and Bradley Cooper is mm-hmm. good in that movie because Lady Gaga yeah. is good in that movie. I think if you take one away, the performances might fall. I can and see I that. think that movie is hundred percent based off the uh, connection that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper have in that movie, and it's a really strong connection. You can feel it. I think if you replace someone who maybe doesn't have, I think the the performance might, might suffer because we have yeah. seen Lady Gaga be a bad actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see Olivia. Take it. I'm a big fan of hers from yeah. Broadchurch and from uh, Edgar Wright's
0: work. She did a really I, good job. I think job. she's great and everything. I, I think
3: she played the fact that yeah, Queen Anne was old. Uh, you know, she was frail as fuck. She had a lot of issues, especially due to the fact that she did have so many miscarriages and a dead husband. She played the fact, that, you know, that she is really not there, but also kind of there. You could see like there are scenes where she's pulling the strings. Um. And I enjoyed the fact that at the end she made Emma Stone massage her legs because <laughs> you don't fuck with a person's. She had the power roll. Uh,
2: that's one thing I love about the movie: it's like the power I, structure continue. You don't switch. crush
3: a bunny, you bitch.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Tony Collette, I think would. Yeah, be... Yeah, T- Tony Collette. Tony uh, Collette and Buzzsaw, We all yep. know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like how do you how do they not nominate her?
2: Yeah, because that was the importance of, of her career of of the year. Like
1: it, it was such a strong performance because you couldn't take your eyes off her. And the moment she finds out her daughter doesn't have a head is just so, so hard. Oh. The thing
2: is, you like hear it before you see it, and yeah. it's even more, you know. And then the the did uh, the, did Allison never actually finish? The, no, no, I just told her what happened. Um, <laughs> and then the the scene at the dinner table when everything just bursts. Yeah, um, is is that Also, the, the earlier one, she's talking about grief, um, and she's uh, guilty about how she's handling her grief. Uh, in, in that scene, and then everything that happens further on as, as it as it continues. But I th- I honestly think that Hereditary got shafted a lot because it's a movie that made people feel bad.
1: And it's a horror uh, movie. They generally yeah. don't get nominated for anything. But th- they
2: probably could have been like it's a thriller, like mm-hmm. they did for Get Out uh, last year. Because um, there's 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 no bright spot in that movie. But yeah, it's such a downer that I think like <laughs> it just made people feel bad. So like a lot I a saw lot people said that oh I hate that movie because the way it made it feel, not because. But like, if it made you feel that way, that means it worked. It did its job. Yeah. And it did yeah. it, it did exactly <laughs> what it was supposed to do. It means it was a fantastic film because it made you feel exactly how how uh, Astro Astrid whatever m- wanted to make you feel. Um, and that's why I think yeah, I get incredibly snubbed. Yeah. But from what we have, I'm hoping for Coleman. I'm expecting close, uh, close to kind of like more like the Meryl Streep things. Like, oh, she's not made, she's gonna get it. You know, <laughs> no matter when the movie. I don't think really like, the wife kind of was You know, landed like a wet fart. So, but yeah, it seems also like an an actor's role, like something that they're gonna like chew on and be able
1: to, yeah, say the lines that they want
2: to say. You know, like I've heard really good buzz about Miss McCarthy. I haven't seen this one. I'm a fan of Miss McCarthy. Like a lot of people, uh, poop her. Like it depends on
3: the material she's given. From yeah, Mike
2: and Molly was crap, but like every I saw Life at the Party the other day, and I really liked it. I thought she was. I think
1: she's a lovable person, and she kind of brings that to her characters, and and it makes you like <laughs> even the most detestable person she plays
2: and apparently lee the lee whatever the last name is that she plays is, is a pretty pretty awful person <laughs> right. uh, and i'm really looking forward to watching because i love richard e. grant and i kind of didn't mention that for the, the best supporting actor because i wanted to wait till now but i love richard grant and everything he was uh, uh even his small bit in nutcracker <laughs> but with nil and i and Boy, who um, was he in nutcracker he was the the ice dude Uh but, like, with No Lie About Time, um, a whole bunch of other stuff he's, he's been in. He was, he was just in his last season of um, Serious Unfortunate Events as the man, with the man with the beard and no hair. I didn't even recognize him at first. And then I like, holy shit, that was Richard Grant. I knew I recognized that voice. Um, Why the fuck wasn't the Nutcracker nominated for anything? <laughs> it's my question. Yeah, we need to get Karen Knightley in there was this. nominated yeah. in the other four rounds. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and then, uh, uh, anything else on... Uh, best actress and why Tony Collette? Should I'd do like to see the Roma lady do it just for an upset. That'd be cool,
3: um, especially since you know I would like to see the this crop burn because why the fuck wasn't Tony Collette? Yeah, I mean these are all great performances, but nothing beats Tony Collette in hereditary.
2: But yeah, for Roma, and she has such a, like a well done, but understated performance, yeah. and that's. Especially for a, a new actress. She's uh, the opposite. To of... be as natural as, as anything else. Like, He literally plucked her off the street, right?
3: Yeah. So. She's the opposite of the mom um, In for the nomination. It's like, I feel like she was key to the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, she does
1: carry it on her shoulders a yes. lot of the ways.
2: And just, uh, it's her reacting to a lot of the stuff. and yeah. that's, That shows a lot. Um, that might be enough to keep this, the, um, the Academy from not giving it to her in that way too because it's not the she is definitely in the read role but she but she's reacting to everything around her um so she's not get so it's not the the driving performance i guess in a way um but so at least it's the best picture to the show uh so we have black panther black clansman black bohemian rhapsody black the favorite um <laughs> uh the bohemian rhapsody the favorite um black green, green book, book uh roma a star is born and vice you know, Black
3: what? A Star is Born might be kind of interesting. I watch that. Black Vice is a porn.
2: <laughs> um, and it, so it's definitely missing. It feels she can talk, and I'm sure you guys have other things on. on Hereditary, for sure. Yes, yeah. Models, yeah.
3: Um, even a quiet place, you could make you could make a case for. Maybe, yeah. I, it wouldn't be a particularly strong case, <laughs> but you could make like a okay. You know, you kind of see how this would it's get. Like, where's
0: *Spiria*?
2: Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, that'd be great. I told us she would get some nomination for *Spiria*, but. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, two movies that I don't think should be on there is Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I really like Black Panther, yeah. yeah, but when I talk about Black Panther, I'm like, it's a good Marvel movie. I'm not, you know, when you walk out of Logan and when you walked out of Dark Knight, you walked out of a good movie, and Black Panther is just. A good Marvel movie. It's the best of the batch that they have. I
2: think that for Black Panther, if they didn't nominate it, there would have been such an uproar. Yeah, it's definitely a give me. It's
1: cheaper to nominate it than not. Yeah,
3: that's that. Then that's my problem with them nominating it. Is it's placating, um, but it's it's placating. You know, the fucking comic book nerd to a point, who's like, why don't you ever nominate one of my movies? And it's like Logan should have gotten the nomination a couple years ago. That's a great story.
0: No, it didn't. No, it didn't.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Then, because, of course, we have eight, we have. Six to ten on there now because of Dark Knight getting shafted. Yeah, um, Dark Knight getting shafted was a fucking. And now crime. we have now we can now we have the additional slots in there. So are fine. You can get your throwaway slot. And this yeah. feels <laughs> more of like them being
1: like, hey, we're gonna do the po- okay, we're not gonna do the popular category, but we but will we... put Black Panther yeah, in there
2: because like, we know we, we are making this whole category just so people be happy with Black Panther, and then which is a, is a fine movie. I, but yeah, and if it I, wins I'm, I'm not gonna be upset if we we wins <laughs> I will be yeah, admittedly upset because it's it, not. It feels, and
1: I, I told him this earlier, but it feels like someone who didn't read the book and then was like, hey, you got to do the book report. And they just kind of skimmed through the pages yeah. and is like, uh, they, they wrote uh, We Will Rock You. Here's the book with them doing it. Did it happen then? I, I'm not sure when it happened. I know they wrote it. Yeah. Uh, I heard Freddie was... at AIDS. <laughs> I put and that at the end. Sounds like a good point. born it. Fun fact.
3: He, they didn't even find out he had AIDS For until right, after live. Yeah.
2: I understand from the movie of why they put it where they did because yeah. it's, it's a good climax, it's a good break. But they never broke up at that point. Like well, he did his yeah. own shit, but they're like, "Cool, I'm gonna do my own stuff." Like the person who came close to breaking them up was Roger Deakins, not Roger Deakins. <laughs> Roger De- I mean, De- he was John about Deacon. to walk out and <laughs> yeah. make I need to film some shit. Uh, <laughs> John Deakins was a was the one person who's like, "You know what? Maybe I don't want to do this you know, anymore."
1: And the fabrication of the. Like, I feel like AIDS is a big enough of a, an emotional climax for someone to get over mm. without the manufactured of like, oh, he's trying to start his own band. Because by that t- time and point, <laughs> Queen all had solo projects. Yeah, they exactly. all had their own separate things. I don't know why you would put that in there. I feel like so hey, every movie has to, to have a big enough mountain because everyone well. has to
2: have that. All biopics at that point where everyone kind of falls apart and drifts, and then they have to come back for their for their big emotional. Live
3: climax. Aid pissed me off too because they already were going to hit their goal, and then they were already getting solid <laughs> donations before Queen. So they made it seem like Queen and, was. And they the made saber. it seem like Queen saved that shit. I but would that, love that's to a see, great yeah. performance <laughs> though. Like, oh they, yeah,
2: that, that sequence. That's amazing. the best part of the whole That's also music. like li- that live aid itself was a fantastic contra to watch.
1: Yeah, my my one of my big problems with Bohemian Rhapsody too is when you have a movie like A Star Is Born where it's live singing, it's hard for me to accept mm. someone who's lip syncing. Yeah,
2: uh, I think it was like a mixture of it. it was like it was Freddie a Freddie impersonator and Remy's voices all kind of mixed a little yeah, bit. But it, that was only when he was like at the piano by himself Then like the live sequences was just Freddie. Yeah. Right. And it, it doesn't
1: always match up as well as I'd like and it never really does. I think that they really didn't have a choice on that. Yeah. Because yeah. So, you know, Remy like isn't Freddie. Such a R- voice. Or Freddie, Pru- Freddie, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's an impossible person to kind of get but i at that point i would just rather see a queen and i also
3: don't like the fact that they made this as pg-13 and they, they had the band involved because they are painted like saints yeah it's and,
1: the nwa treatment of easy yeah. again yeah but with the, i mean it's cut out all yeah. the beatings yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure if i may beat them with star but still but yeah i mean
3: they are you know Where's these wonderful British chaps? You know, oh, Freddie Mercury
2: was so mean to us. But when, it's like, is it, when it comes to, like, produced by Brian May and uh, Roger Taylor, you know, yes. it's like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> when that popped up, I'm like, okay. Well, that's why cohen left because he wanted like oh i need to tell the the actual story and they're like oh, no you're telling our our approved script yeah you're which the original script, script was the original script was freddie died like after the second first or second act and it was about how queen gets on after them which it's i would like, love to have seen yeah. a wayne's world sequence in that <laughs> yeah. movie but, but we didn't get like that. this is how we hired adam Levine <laughs> 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 who was in the movie himself he was the truck driver right he's right, the Freddy truck driver yeah uh, I didn't even a the later, Mike. He's like, "You
1: familiar. They He looked up, and "He's like, oh, that's that's Adam." <laughs> and there's just no conflict. They're like, "Hey, we're probably not going to do this record deal, really." No, we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. And then they move it, and it's like, "What? What? That, that was the
3: big obstacle." And, and, and the fact that they they downplay the fact that Freddie uh, Freddie Mercury, yes, not Freddie Krueger, <laughs> <laughs> was was bisexual. They're like, "Oh no, you're gay." It's yeah. like, no, he was bisexual. Right. That was the entire point. And they're like, "No, no, Freddie, you're gay." It's like,
2: no, there's there's nuance to that. And but yes, yeah, but it's, it's bi erasure again, you know. Yeah, it's bi erasure. And then uh, the whole thing with that and um, is that like the funny like in the first show people were like are oh, they even mentioned the fact that he was gay or, or bisexual? And then no, no, we're gonna do this. But I remember reading people who were at screenings where people reacted like the uh, screening Alice and I were on, where um, it's the first time Freddie kissed that guy, like this woman gets up. And <clears throat> walks on <laughs> out, you, know? you mean the lead singer of Queen is gay? <laughs> he's got a mustache just practically like a wedding ring. And he's in a band called Queen. <laughs> and uh, But we were at we were at Disneyland uh, a few weeks after it came out. Uh, well, it's still playing in movie theaters. Um, still selling out even though it's on DVD. Uh, the, Thankfully,
3: um, I rented it for 99 cents nice. through
2: voodoo. <laughs> yeah, ooh, that voodoo that you do so well. And uh, But what's funny about that is... Um, so we were we were online, uh, and then we heard some people talking about Queen in front of about the main movie in front of us, like, "Oh yeah, you should go see it. It's fantastic. It's done." But I do want to let you know that that yeah, he is gay, and by telling you to watch it, I'm not thinking you're gay. I'm like, what? the? One, who doesn't know Freddie's gay or bisexual? Two, recommending someone in the movie about a person who's bisexual doesn't like, mean that I'm yeah. indicating you're <laughs> bisexual. You should yeah. watch I, you Black should...
1: Klansman. I know I'm not insinuating you're black, but or Klansman, we should, <laughs> should watch it. <laughs>
2: But, uh, speaking of Black Clansman, I think it was, like, yeah, it, it's Spike Lee's best movie, I think, in Yeah, like in is I haven't seen Miracle of Sabbath. I think Miracle of <laughs> <laughs>
1: Santa Ana was, was a great movie, but I think, yeah, he really knocked it. It's a really mature piece of work. For it really
2: kept out from being all the stereotypes that you're afraid, afraid that he's going to be like, yeah. Spike Lee does have that tendency to jump a little too far. Here's the barking white dude. Yeah. Which is, which in some ways, is fine, because you get the reverse a lot. Uh, you, get, you get the stereotype black guy in so many things. Um... But I think
1: that movie does a good job of balancing, mm, like, oh, there's there's really nasty people on both sides of this war, and I think it does a good job of navigating that and having two people that you can follow into that world.
3: Yeah, and the thing about this is, this is the movie Green Book Wishes It Was. It's an actually important story and a nuanced take on race Mm -hmm. relations. That
2: directly reflects today with the Charlottesville stuff at the end. Yeah. And that was um, all oh my.
3: that God. silence in theater. It, and it kept reminding. You know, Not my theater. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I louder. <laughs> I went to um, Lakewood. It uh, was just down south in, um, in Washington. And by no means is it. Like, it's metropolitan area, but I, there were still a bunch
2: of angry ass white people or old white people who got the fuck up and left when Trump came on. You know, like. I can't believe he would bring this in. Not not because they didn't want to see Trump, because they were mad that we that it was relating the two yeah. together.
3: Yeah. Not that they were mad about Trump, that they were mad that God forbid that you you
2: know you touch their their hero there. It's like fuck. Especially since so much of the movie is about like it's not so much of the movie about, but there's there's references in the film with him watching Birth of the uh, Nation, Birth of the Nation Birth of through Nation. the through the projection booth, the conversation he has with his girlfriend, uh, who's oddly enough a made up character for the movie um, about how film isn't real because we're talking about exploitation and she's like no that's a that's a bad representation cuz not he's like it's just a movie He's like no nothing's just a movie and they tell you all throughout it. and then at the end they just remind you majorly that movies aren't just movies well and movies it's are a reflection of society yeah.
1: if we didn't have birth of a nation we wouldn't have cinema at all i mean yeah. that movie invented modern editing techniques
2: but it's incredibly problematic in all the ways.
1: yeah i mean it's it's a terrible thing but i mean Without the Nazis, we just wouldn't have cinema. They're unfortunately a huge part of cinema. Yeah. They invented the modern editing techniques with or the, uh, for, propaganda, um, yeah, for triumph the will rather than right, but, yeah. right. But I mean, like it's yeah. the same kind of process of like you know this is the invention of these things, and, and they've you know terrible things have happened in between. And Griffiths
2: thought that, that made intolerant, to made a couple other things. So, right. uh, but uh, but yeah, black man. If that I think is a probability of winning. Uh, if it does, that'd be really cool. The lie detector scene probably yeah. is one of the most yeah. tense movies of the whole year. Yes, absolutely. I
3: want Black Klansmen to win. It is my one I am rooting for because it is an important film. It's it, 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 it's not self-important that way. That's a lot of prob- problem I have with Green Book mm-hmm. is that it, it views itself as this nuanced take on race relations, and this is not. It's not, yeah. This one really is, and it's something somebody everybody should see. I, I said that after I, I fucking lost it. It's going to piss some people off, like the old white people who got up and angrily left my
2: theater, but... And the thing with uh, with Green Book is, uh, just jumping on that, it's like, you know, if, uh, of course we have to review the movies we, we do get rather than what we could have got, but something like Green Book, with a title like Green Book, you expect to be more about the black experience in the South. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's actually what I... using the Green Book, and that's what I thought we were getting originally, then I saw, no, it's about a white dude meeting a black guy. Yeah. You know.
3: And, and that's the thing that pissed me off.
2: Uh, I know we're skipping over the favorites. Yes. We can, I mean uh, it's related to black Black handsman and Green Book go hand in hand. and Roma
1: in some sense cuz I mean race relations yeah, just as a black because yeah. it's, it's Hispanics I mean, and that movie does show. And
2: it's that's definitely really nuanced in that. Where right. If you're not paying attention you're not going to notice it nearly as much. Right.
3: Yeah. Um with, with Green Book I love stories that are kind of like that you know like Lovecraft Country um even like Black Like Me where a guy actually dyed his skin to look black and went around the south to see what it was like in the 60s uh, it
2: um, definitely would have been a, a much it's, deeper it's, story it's the green book
3: interesting and it's it's an interesting way to look into the world and remind ourselves you know we really did you know there were places that we treated we still do we still do <laughs> Uh, you know, and that shit, that shit really hadn't gone away. Yeah, black people can eat in restaurants now, and you know, not get actively hassled most of the time. But it still fucking happens. It still happens, especially in that area of the town. It's like you know, or that in that area, of country, even up here. You know, the, it's it's a it's a major issue, and it's it's interesting to see that because you do see it through a lens. Because I am, we're all white as fuck. um, He's half Mexican, yeah. As he pointed (laughs) out, we're both white as fuck. Like we're half racist towards Mike. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) like we're gonna throw half of you over the non-existent border wall.
1: Half of you can participate. Half of you can participate in
3: this. Um, But yeah, no. Um, But I
2: think Green Book got a lot of nods because of the people behind it. Like we have great actors and a great looking film. A great it's actually it's a good movie if you take out those those issues there. And there uh, are and it is actually a fine movie. And I think it's one of those things, if you didn't nominate it for a bunch of things. If you didn't nominate it for Best Picture, you're like, why didn't you get nominated? I can understand the the acting ones, I can understand. I don't know if it did it get cinematography. But um no. no. But it did look but it does look great. Yeah, it has a great color palette to it. And
1: there is a better version of Green Book out there, uh, with Joel Edgerton loving mm-hmm. Oh which, yeah, which I love. I mean that, that one was though. snubbed pretty harshly, and mm-hmm. to see this one get the accolades for a lesser of, I mean, Loving is, is a pretty similar story as a white guy uh, falling in love with a black woman this time, but I mean, it's them kind of coping with the outside yeah, world. Yeah, Ruth is amazing in that. And I think got that, the, yeah. She got a Golden Globe Yeah, she did, yeah. but not a lot of Oscar nominations no, it, it for Loving, unfortunately.
2: Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we go back, we did talk about The Favorite a lot, any other notes on, on The Favorite? On The
3: Favorite, mm-hmm. I, you know. I wouldn't be at all offended if it won. I think it'd yeah. be great. Yeah, it's
2: kind of the movie I'm personally rooting for. It's, uh, I it's... think it's, it's so unconventional.
3: Yes. That, that, that so
2: the... much about it is shot and performed. Like, so many of the performances are just so weird enough. Like, there's like, even in the trailer there's points where I think any other director or any other writer wanted to have done things the way they did. I don't, something just weird that's like imitation uh, Emma Stone's laugh at one scene it's like that's not a cinematic laugh yeah. and it's, it's kind a of weird thing like this is a cinematic shot but not not like oh this is an amateur shot this is Ooh. like and the same thing with yeah. *Spiria* where *Spiria* and The Favor both shot and cut in so weird of a way that if it was an amateur doing it it's a thing I'm watching for the film festival I'm like this person doesn't know what the fuck they're doing but it's just done so well. it's Like this is different, and I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yorgo's kind of reverse engineers filmmaking. If you look at a movie like *Killing of a Sacred Deer*, they're kind of doing a bad acting job for Yorgo. I mean, they're all, well, "Hello, how are you? I'm fine, yeah. thank you." It's perfectly right. still sitting uh, yeah. with the lobster. Right, and it's 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 just such a weird kind of archaic way that he does it, and he kind of just strips the acting down to tell the story that he wants to tell.
2: And I think that really works in favor for the film, in favor for the favorite. <laughs> uh, that's what like and out of this list, it's the one I'm kind of rooting for. Even though it's it's further down the list of than several of these on my two on well, my ear at the end of the list. I so think end up below Roma, below Black Fans, and below uh, Star Wars: Born. But of this list, this one oddly enough is the one I'm I'm rooting for. <laughs> Be cool to get a weird movie twice in row. <laughs> Uh, Romo, we've talked about uh, a a great deal, but it's like, I I didn't like it as much as you guys seem to. I I agree that the performances were amazing, the cinematography, the shots. I was kind of left a little cold, like I was distanced from it in a way that I didn't connect with it as much as I think other people did. I appreciated the skill and the technicalness. Emotionally, I didn't completely connect. And uh, maybe I need to watch it again. Uh, Now that I know exactly where it all flows, how everything looks. Um, but I, I, definitely a fantastic film. Like It's a five out of five, but I didn't really love it as much as everyone else
1: did. Yeah, and it would probably be my pick for the win. Um, I don't think it's going to win much just because of that uh, the controversy with Netflix and the Academy. So it's yeah, going to yeah. win
2: foreign and then... Yeah, through.
1: but I would like to see it win more because I think it's an absolute achievement and I think it just did everything right that a movie should do. It, it married cinematography, editing... Acting and it just kind of combined it into this near perfect package um, that that's really more of an experience than it is a movie on its own. You really have to experience Roma just because it's so grand and so epic that I would pick it as my favorite.
2: Goody, any thoughts on Roma? Not anything I
3: haven't already said. It's it's just a beautiful tour de force of a fucking film. It's it was one of my favorite watches and honestly, like I said, it took me a while to connect with it and I'll probably go back and watch again. Um, but man, it just—it had me hooked by the end. It's so beautifully shot, so well acted. It's just so well done. It's
1: yeah, yeah. and I would recommend people look up uh, Guillermo del Toro's breakdown of the movie because he does a really good job of walking people through the shots and what they kind oh, of no, mean in the layers. Uh, he released it on Twitter. I would I would highly recommend anyone look it up. And,
3: and another thing I really
1: liked about the film is
3: it really does, you know, there's a lot of turmoil and like society you know change societal change going on in the background but it's not like overtly mentioned by the characters right they have yeah. got their own lives they're doing it never stuff. beat
2: you over the head with it, it Never becomes yeah. that even though even with sequences of the, the department store it never really bangs you over the head
1: with it yeah it doesn't become about it's, the it's, it's world. a moment in this person's life it's yeah. not this person's life yeah
3: which is something i think is very can be very well done yeah way perfectly well done here
2: and then uh so we got two more here so we got a star is born uh which yeah i think is a absolutely fantastic film and uh one of the best soundtracks of the year He's i don't really think it.
3: there's it, it, um, I, I i agree with that actually. i
2: think it i think it has a chance of being the winner i think um, it will be i think it yeah i honestly think it has yeah i think this it's i think favorite. this is the the one that's going to get it um but i also it it blindsided me of like how and what well, the Blind it is a great movie that gets snubbed. <laughs> uh, but A Star is Born, that one should got us the best original screenplay. Uh, but A Star is Born was, I, I this could have been crap. Yeah. Uh, it, everything, but it all came together so well for a big emotional movie with huge moments, char- then also also character moments, great performances. And I can definitely see why it, it's rated here, why I think it might be the winner. Yeah, uh, I think he did a good job fourth, of making Fourth, fifth version of this. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a lot. The, maybe the best of them. I don't know. I haven't seen the other ones.
1: Yeah, I think he's done a good job of making a classic Hollywood movie in a modern setting, which is yeah. not really done. I mean, you have kind of references like The Artist, but this is really a true blue classic Hollywood movie that you would expect in the 60s or 70s to come out. Um, and I think he did a great job of handling it. I don't think it is a best picture, as much as I loved it. I, you know, I would still give it to Roma, but I think Bradley Cooper really nailed it and, and was confident. I, I
3: thought the one thing that did detract from it is it does feel like a Hollywood picture and that kind of it. You know, it, it felt very much like it was catering towards that specific kind of subset. You know, it's the Hollywood masturbatory movie. Yeah. In a way,
2: I could definitely see that. Um, but... You know, but,
3: you know, it really does... The sum of the parts really do make it up for that. Like, yeah. Carolyn hated it because she hates the relationship between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. <laughs>
0: and
3: and, and to, to a point, it does kind of glamorize that to a little problematic degree for me. It's like, that was not a healthy, not, not healthy a but relationship. It, was, it felt real, though. It did feel. Uh, real.
2: And like, as we talked about earlier, for how they built each other's characters up, their own performances up, I really felt they loved each other and i really felt that in every every look every even when the arguments uh, even when they had their their issues and when they had separations and come back togethers uh, i really felt those two characters yeah loved each he other he was kind of
3: creepy though in the beginning like he shows <laughs> that up was in her bedroom weird, yeah, but yeah and, and it's you like never you never know, done that <laughs> i mean no but i want it done to me bob
2: no, <laughs> no sorry uh, and then lastly we have um, vice. we have vice uh, which i like to say the vice because it's like that's I think yeah double use of the, of the word, uh, not just the vice president but more of like his vice yeah, you know? uh, and it's a, it's a fantastically made film. To think it's a big you know fuck you to, uh, it relating now to you know the nineties and then or the two thousands and everything that Cheney did before, but Cheney definitely being like this is like we're gonna talk about Cheney but, you know this is kind of about in a way too, um, but it's a big fuck you to the people who just keep shoving our country down why they can line their pockets yep. and that's what like watching it it's also something that makes my blood boil when I was watching it's like oh, I fucking hate all these guys they're all sociopaths who are nothing about, about about money and power no matter like because there's a even point where when he's younger and still slightly cares and he asks from like so what is our policy and Rumsfeld just this laughs and close to the door in his face yeah our policy is to make fucking money man <laughs> uh, no matter how it's like like what party is he part of because why I'm part of rather his own personal politics um but the makeup's fantastic. The performance is all great. Um, yeah, I liked it more than The Big, big Short. A lot of people like The Big, big Short. <coughs> I didn't really quite care for it. I think it's the same concept, but in a better, better manner.
3: Yeah. Vice is one of my favorite films of the year. I don't know if I would give it 100% Best Picture. I'd be happy if it won. Incredibly happy, actually.
2: Pissed off a lot of people. Ew, you know, my God. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was you know, it, it's a, it's not an easy film to watch because you remember shit. Even, you know, I was, you know, I was, I grew up in the early two thousands was kind of like my formative years. If Kim were here, she'd say, hey, fuck, fuck you, Cody. Cody. <laughs> um, it's Kim and I are 36 and Cody's 25. <laughs> you got my age right. That's all that matters. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, cause I remember these events, you know, I remember hating Dick Cheney. My parents were liberal. Um, my dad, far more so. Um, so it was just a nice trip down memory road that I didn't want to take. Yeah. And it's like, cause I fucking hate those people. And it's like, George Bush can give Michelle Obama candy all day long. But he's, he's, still in a, he's still a bad person. He's still <laughs> a very bad person. And he started a war that killed a fuckload of people. Was it led by Cheney? Probably, Probably yeah. but he still, but he still went with it. Right. Yeah. He could have said no at any exactly time. What was He knew yeah. exactly what was
2: happening. Uh, and but like the that end of things is where kind of the movie kind of brought me out because at that point that's where when it gets to what is because even they say at the beginning like we don't know a lot about Cheney's past. We're filling a lot of blanks from other interviews, other thoughts, directly <clears throat> rather than him himself. And when it gets to the point of you know the late '90s when he starts to get involved with with Bush and then 2000 onward. When it becomes the stuff, oh, I know this. I remember this. I kind of was taken out because, one, I already know what's happening. Two, that's when it kind of felt like a Wikipedia in some ways. <laughs> Before that's kind of like filling in the holes for someone I don't know a lot about. And then when it comes to points, like, oh, we have to hit this. We have to hit this. We have to hit this. Here's that scene you remember from the news. <laughs> I did like the very end when he
3: turns and talks to the fucking camera. Yeah. That's one of my favorite just, like, segments of a movie this year. Is it really? I mean, you, you just hate him more and more as he keeps talking.
2: You're about to do funny games. Yeah, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. You're complicit in this. So they like, I, uh, in a slightly different way, like I Tanya last year, um, in which she stops the camera and says, "Like, oh, you're laughing at me. Well, you're part of this then. <laughs> you know, you're part of the problem. You know." But uh, so, yeah, this year I don't uh we could see this going a couple of different ways like we don't really seem to have a consensus which is pretty cool uh it's so they... not
1: like a, a overtly fantastic year i think most of the movies that i enjoyed were not on the list or anywhere yeah. near the list um they shared a
2: lot of solid like four out of fives yeah there's a lot <laughs> there of solid like, safe there, choices there isn't a like a, a leader where, like oh titanic's gonna win every right <laughs> you know? and it's not... not the
1: 2008 which was the best oscars in my life was 2008. Was that um, no, no Country, Country, Country and, and, uh, and
2: There Will Be Blood? Yeah. Which and... I could have
1: gone either way. <laughs> and been happy either way. And I think this year is kind of just a lot of the movies are more or less safe choices. Yeah. Um, but there weren't a lot out
2: there that, that right. really broke a lot of things um, besides to be like hereditary or something like that. There's a lot of safe movies came out.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think the not safe ones were, you know, they're okay not being on the list. You got Annihilation. You got Hereditary. Um, you got mission impossible fallout which i think was absolutely fantastic this year quiet place uh, so there's a lot of stuff out there that just wasn't and the one oscars. of these were still talked about by right people,
2: by people even if the oscars didn't recognize them like and i wish it kind of bond the box office people have talked about it since then hereditary did solid numbers and people were still talking about it um yeah every so
1: yeah and i think <laughs> opening up february for those blockbusters has kind of now, the academy's got to stretch their memory past December, yeah, which is always hard for them.
2: I mean, they almost did that with uh, Silent Slams 91 right. in February, and then they forgot about movies for February forever. And now, get out, and then Black Panther yeah, and
1: Annihilation, and was Annihilation
0: February, was February yeah.
2: yeah, came out. Um, and then Black Panther was this weekend last year, then Annihilation was the year was the weekend after this, event. right? Um, but then Black Panther kind of rolled over it, <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, thank you guys for, for coming over, uh, and going through this actually. We went way over time, so we blasted through the beginning and kind of took more time in the end. So, um, so this is going to be a long issue with the podcast because there's nothing really to edit out. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Mike, for, for stepping in. you. Yeah. thank you, to thank Phil you and for, and for having Tony. me. Uh, you're welcome back whenever, and uh, we can talk about things you might want to do later. So yeah. um, if you ever want to write anything for us, just let me know. Um, and then we'll see where things go from there. Sounds cool. good. Uh, this is City of Geek. Uh, if you found us through iTunes or anything else and are still listening, thank you. Uh, we are cityofgeek.com or on Facebook. Uh, we put something up at least once a day, kind of, whether a Facebook link or something new on the actual webpage. Uh, YouTube, uh, we have new videos up there every few days or so, and we get uh, all sorts of fun. So find us there, find us on Twitter, uh, find us wherever. I'm Bob. I'm Cody. And I'm Mike. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, and here's to a good Oscars.